Jason, you're you're in the driver's seat for this segment. Yeah. Can you scooch? Why don't you, why don't you go in the back? Yeah. And I'll uh, just scoot. Let me get around. Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, oh. All right. we touched next for a second. Yeah. I'm trying to make the shuffling sounds. Nuts to butt. Nuts to butt. Nuts to butt. This is Jay Yeti Redding, your 2022 MP50 Clash of the Canyons champion, and you are listening to the Unstable Discourse. And welcome back to the season finale yeah. of season three of Unstable Discourse. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Boop, 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 boop. Yeah, feels weird to be back, to be honest. Uh, after listening to the last episode where Sheila was at the helm, mm-hmm. I was like, why am I coming back? She's so good at this. She hasn't even listened to it. Yeah, how would she know? Yeah, she can't. Yeah. Also, we recorded that 56 weeks ago. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. It's been, yeah. <laughs> very it was 27 days. If you're Very envious of you guys for getting to do that episode because Terry seemed like the coolest person in the disc golf community. That was a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. It Super really cool was. Group. It was, uh, for me personally, I never needed affirmation that Terry was cool. But in the back of my mind, I was like, I want to have that. Oh, mm-hmm. Terry is dope. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what I got. Yeah. yeah. A- immediately from walking in the door. The moment yeah. he walked in the house, I was like, oh, he's so relaxed and so chill and as cool as I wanted him to be. Mm-hmm. I met him a few, one other time, maybe. And uh, it was great. Mm-hmm. He kicked ass. It so came is Juliana. Through. Juliana's really cool, too. She's a lot of yeah. fun. It came through for me as a listener, and also when I saw clips uh, from the delis, he seemed like he was having a blast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Had a blast. I mean, as soon as he walked in, he said, is Alex here? So, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, he missed it when I yeah. walked in. As soon as I walked in, he got up out of his chair and shook my hand and said he was a huge fan. I was like, oh, my God, dude. That's great. Terry, Thank you easy, so much. Terry. Easy, bro. Oh, my God. Come on. Fanboy a little bit more, Terry. <laughs> Uh, we should do intros. How about that? Sure. Eh. If you want to. It is me, Alex Seminary of Disc Golf Chicago. We're here at the cab with Ryan Fancher of Unstable Disc Golf Gear. Yes, sir. Sean Callahan of Delwood Disc Golf. Yeah, boy. Jason Callahan of Bag of Tricks and Delwood Disc Golf. For the record, Terry did not do that. Why, oh, why we, you know? we, we know. Shit up. We know. Because it's just fun oh, to do. We know. Yeah. Okay. You had me sold. Uh-huh. And of course, we're joined by the deucer, Sheila Callahan. Yeah, there it is. Your face. I am. I'm so thrown off because I don't know if they're going to get into it, Sean and or Sheila, the deucer. But they've done some refinishing of our recording space, which is their basement, mm-hmm. and they put some carpet in. And it is like compared to the last couple season uh, episodes, it's like an anechoic chamber in here. It is so quiet. I yeah. feel like we're on we're on NPR, guys. Ryan, future yeah. Ryan, how does future my voice Ryan. sound right now? Well, now that you're not chewing on pizza, it sounds just fine, Jason. That's good. I'll yeah. have another slice later for you, future Ryan. I can't wait. Just you wait. So, pop, anyway. Pop quiz. <laughs> what is the name of the NPR host on Parks and Rec? Ooh. Oh, I almost said it, but then my brain took it away. Mm-hmm. I was just about it, to word vomit it. It is hilariously so accurate to what a real NPR host's name would be. Oh, God, I'm just about to say it again. It's right there. I can't even nope, picture it. I got, I got nothing. nothing. But it's right. I'm there. your host, Derry Murbles. Derry Murbles. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Nice. Why is Dairy it so? Yeah. I need a Why rewatch on that yeah. show. 
Yeah, yeah. full rewatch. That was a great show. show. Uh, somebody was just telling me on Facebook that they considered the show New Girl to be tier one with The Office. Ooh. And then I started to think, what's really a tier one show? Not New Girl. I, no. I can't believe that it is. It's I, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't imagine that. It's so chaotic. Parks and Rec is like hard to get to that level too. It's close. But yeah, I would put but. Parks and Rec as tier one up there with the office. Like you could make sure. a case for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. One, At least there's a discussion there. Yeah. There isn't one around New Girl. No, no, not New Girl. No, that's no, what no. I thought as well. I, I would also put Thirty Rock up at tier one. Uh oh, in the conversation. As mm-hmm. far as like intelligent writing is concerned, right. I don't think there is another show as good as Thirty Rock. Oh, thank you for saying that. Yeah. It Seinfeld? is. Yes, I will put it up second, there, but I think 30 Rock Out does it. It gets so many, so much credit for its trailblazing, maybe is not the right word. I don't know, but it's like nothing else was doing that at that time. And for a while, I was just, my Facebook posts were just random quotes from 30 Rock. Most of them Tracy Jordan, because he had God, he's so the best lines. Yeah. While, yeah. while we're on the subject of Seinfeld, uh, I'm going to take us back to what we're going to talk about on this episode. This is the finale, so we're going to recap everything that's happened this season. Indeed. And while we were What's prepping. What's the deal with recaps? <laughs> while we were prepping, we mentioned that around our 25,000 download, we did that giveaway mm-hmm. for the Bushnell Bluetooth speaker, and the winner of that contest was Froff Jerry. From what's the deal with Froff Jerry? Still my favorite Instagram account. Oh, it's pretty damn solid. That's very good. Yeah. But yeah, now we're- Every time I log into the Unstable Discourse Instagram, it's like, boop, it puts it right at the top. It's the very first one. Nice. Yeah, I, same. I yeah. interact mm-hmm. with it a lot. It's very good. It's it's very good It gets stuff. a lot of likes. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm bringing that up because you also mentioned that we had some milestones coming up. This is our 45th official episode. We have a couple uh-huh. randoms, uh-huh. but our 50th is coming at some point. Yeah. I mean, next season, episode one will be 50. This is 49. Mm-hmm. And how many hours have we recorded so far? 85. We're coming up on 100 hours of yeah bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could literally, if you've never listened to this podcast, you could start with episode one and run it for three and a half days. Speaking of which. Speaking of which, I got another text from Stu. Up at Sandy Point. Oh, yeah. Hey, Stu. And they've finally gotten fiber optic cable internet. Welcome. Welcome to the 21st century, Stu. Uh, I told him I'd shout him out. But he said he's now actually listening to the episodes because the only place that they had internet was in the shop. (laughs) So now he can listen to all of them. And he is through the first season. He listened to episode 10 and 11. And so he is now relaying me what he thinks the answers to the (laughs) trivia questions are. From three years ago. From and three years I ago. think yeah, it's hilarious so because uh, I don't God remember what the yeah. questions are. Not and yeah, yeah, so not at all. It's it's really great. And he's listening to them and he he's just getting a huge kick out God, of it. So that's so perfectly, Stu. Yeah. I love that that's how it's all happening mm-hmm. for him. Oh, it's so it's great. So perfectly. <laughs> yep. So he said he should be up to date by the end of the year because he's plowing right through them now. Did, no. did he start from episode one or did he? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, I, see, if, if he's anybody, a completist. When people start at one and they make it through the first couple and they're still listening, I'm like, I'm so happy for them because it's. Yeah. I feel like it only has gotten cleaner along the way, significantly Definitely. better. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. I have I have some pretty strong opinions with regards to what we did in this season when we get there. I think wow. there's some stellar episodes that okay. are worth waiting around for. Awesome. And I don't play disc golf, but I feel that way. So there you Ooh, go. I'm excited for that. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Okay. Just to recap, what we do on the season finale is we 
go back through every episode. We recap. Mm-hmm. We recap mm-hmm. for it's like two or three minutes each episode of just kind of like what do we remember about the episodes? So you're gonna get if you haven't listened to this whole season, like if this is your first episode listening, you're gonna get a little digest of what has happened this season. Other things that are happening on this episode, I see a disc mania mystery box in front of me, Sean. What's the deal? Uh, what's just, the deal with mystery <laughs> what's the deal with <laughs> uh, so disc mania I'm an ambassador as we all know they hooked your boy up and they sent me a mystery box these just dropped what just the other day I think to public so I don't know how many people have gotten them because I haven't seen too many people posting about their mystery boxes mm-hmm. yet normally in the past I have had to purchase said mystery boxes and uh, I didn't have to this year they got me one they sent me one Yo. so it is here and I have not touched it it is totally sealed it is a fat box. It's totally how many discs are in there, you think? Mm. Um, gosh, I have no idea, but we'll definitely count them and touch them and feel them and yeah, love them. Smell them. To give the, the listeners Lick an em. idea, I'm looking at it now, I'd say, what is that, like 10 by 10 by 10? It's a pretty substantial yeah, box. I think it's yeah. like maybe 12 discs. Wow. 10 Whoa. to 12 okay. discs. There's, there's a lot a of. And a Jolly Rancher. And, and one a of Jolly them, Rancher? Yeah. Usually, one yeah. of them is the, so this mystery box, the special disc is the DD1. It is a new mold, 11.5, negative one, two. They're calling it like the hmm. younger stable brother to the DD3, mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. I think people will like that. I think they need to do some more flippier discs, but we'll give it a shot. It mm-hmm. is the Stratosphere. Mm. It's like their Halo plastic. Ooh, yes. I love Halo. Yes. Does yes, anybody yes. bring up Dexter's Laboratory when they talk about the DD series? Remember how? The laboratory? Like, DD, no. That was the sister's name. No, DD. Don't come in my laboratory. No. No. Mm-hmm. no. Well, you should. That'd be pretty funny. Yeah. No, yeah, totally. <laughs> They will now. Yeah, yeah. yeah hopefully. Yeah. Word good spreads. luck finding a good Dexter's Laboratory drop to, to throw <laughs> right. in there. Uh, so I don't know if anybody else it. heard yeah. this. Oh, yeah. So now we've previewed what's going to happen on this episode. Why don't we kick things off with a little segment called Fired Up? Hey, guys. This is Lauren Lakeberg. <laughs> and you're listening to Unstable Discourse. And this is Fired Up. Nice. Awesome. Thanks for stopping by, Lauren. No always, always good to have you in the house, Lauren. <laughs> Can't wait till we get to some of those mailbag questions. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, she you said you evaporated had... into the wall. That was so yeah. bizarre. How the hell? Lauren, where'd you go? Bye, Lauren. <laughs> uh, you said you had something you were fired up about today. I do. So I am not an audiophile in the normal terms of when you think of like those super nerdy that means you like the no, speakers, right? Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. absolutely. You're a pediophile, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. But normally, audiophiles are those guys that have crazy expensive audio equipment and they go nuts about $600 speaker cables and all Mm -hmm. sorts of stupid shit. Right. And they just listen to the, for the sake of having the equipment and not actually knowing what it's all about. I come from more of the science background of why 350 Hertz sounds like mud and why 10,000 Hertz sounds like uh, sparkly from that perspective of it, like the technology of sound. Mm -hmm. So I'm nerdy about it that way, but I never got the urge to set anything up in my own home where I could listen to music in a way that was actually impressive to me. It was always just headphones or you know, monitors when I am uh, mixing music or whatever, but it was never like a thing. Since I have my own space now with a television in the basement, like a little sitting space, I the other day just decided that it was time. And I found a really nice Ankyo receiver that supports like a huge number of, you know, outputs. And I got a huge surround system and um, pieced it together. Sean was over the other day and I was showing him it's a 5.1.2 
Dolby Atmos mm-hmm. system now. So what's the point too? Four D. Yeah. So five point one. Right, five point one. So five would be how many speakers there are. Five front, yeah. left, and right, and there's mm-hmm. a center and then two surrounds. Right, that's five. And then point one is the subwoofer. Is the right. sub. Right. right. What's this point but two? Point two is what <laughs> is is what they call sounds like that. Yeah, height speakers or uh, in Dolby, uh, it's the Dolby Atmos speakers or so you have like atmospheric speakers they're usually in the ceiling or they point towards the ceiling and it just gives you another point of reference and so the receiver that i have supports that and so i just put the ceiling speakers in yeah and they are in the middle of the room kind of towards the outside but pointing towards the center listening area i was just listening to uh watching the third hobbit movie where Mm. smog is like flying over and you Mm -hmm. know the city's on fire Mm, right and it was i was in the movie it was unbelievable and all i all i do now is when i have five minutes is go downstairs and find a movie that has dolby atmos and just play a scene from the movie and just almost cry because it's so cool the audio is by far the most important part of your experience when you're watching a movie it is and i didn't think it was going to be because we had like a really cheap shitty surround sound like a 120 dollars sony system that like barely worked and i honestly don't think it worked as it should have the entire time we had it and i thought that was fine but now that i've gotten this speakers and uh, a nice polk sub whatever it is about that system like it's made me appreciate the entire quality of watching and I don't normally sit down and watch movies. Sure. And we have been. And it has been a thrill. All you was, need. The, stellar, was the dude. first thing that you decided to listen to to test the speakers, was it music or a movie? There were two things. There were – the first thing I did was try and find a movie that was supported by mm-hmm. Dolby Atmos, which a lot of them aren't. And even if they are through streaming platforms, a lot of them don't output Atmos, even though right. even though it says it does, right? Yeah. So you have to find the right ones. So I was just searching through. So that wasn't as uh, important. But there is. This is going to sound super nerdy, but there is not like the rest of this. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Everything leading no, up. No, this is so like far, you're just fine. Really <laughs> weird, but uh, there is uh, an arrangement of the on use day. Adagio for strings that is arranged for eight part vocals by Samuel Barber. And there are some performances of that that are out of this world and they will make you ball your eyes out when you listen to them. And I played that for the oh. first time yesterday. And Did you ball? oh, I'm by myself in my basement, just bawling like a little baby, like quivering chin. Like, oh, the whole time. It is, I'll have you guys listen to it. And I swear to God, if you don't cry, you're not friends with me anymore. <laughs> Like it's unbelievable, but to hear it coming from every, every point of the room and just being enveloped in the sound was just, it's, it's surreal. It's, it's supernatural. So it's amazing. We are going to now make a point to, we, we've now gone through uh, all of the Star Wars movies from one through three and then the Ridge Tridge, uh-huh. as, as Jason said, there's two. Yeah. And then ring, ring. Um, we're on the, the last one, the rise of Skywalker. Now uh, we're going to watch tomorrow. And uh, they've just been phenomenal. It's just the little bits. It's like the TIE fighter. When it comes into the screen, you hear it before it enters the screen, yeah, right? From yeah, behind yeah. you right, and right. stuff like that. It just heightens the experience so much that I, I just can't stop that's so great. messing with it. So that's it. I love that you have been doing something 
for yourself. This is the first time that I've known you yeah, since I've known probably. you, excuse me, since I've known you that yeah. you usually the things that you're pumped about are things that you're doing and you like them, but you're doing them always for other people or it's like woodworking where you want to do something for someone else or it's screen mm. printing or it's something. This is like the first time I've seen you this excited about something that you are going to enjoy and that makes me very happy. Yeah, that's probably true. And it's not only that, but it's I ran conduit in the ceiling to run all the speaker wire. You know, I didn't just throw it in the drop ceiling, yeah. right? I ran conduit and I ran all the banana clips instead of just shoving wires into, you know, crimping wires and all that stuff. I did it slow and methodically and I cut little holes in the walls and I put little rubber grommets in and everything to it make it as, as clean as possible. That's and great. Yeah, I'm super proud the of it. The radio shack in me is getting such a boner right now. Yeah, That's yeah. awesome. And it's not the world's most expensive. I'm on all these like home theater forums just researching and while I'm doing it and they're all like, oh, you can't do this for under, you know, 2K and, you know, you got to spend the money to do And they're full of shit. Like mm-hmm. I totally did it for not a whole ton of money. I mean, it was mm-hmm. a chunk, but, you know, like to enjoy what you're doing, you don't have to spend a ton you just have to spend time and i i don't know it's great dude. i'm having a great time with it yeah it's awesome now I'm, we just need to get the the middle speaker off of the box that it came in oh no no, no i did that did okay yeah yeah well i didn't get any photos i so. I, I did an interim bench Ooh. like table coffee table kind of thing okay so everything's sitting on that now center okay center channel. center center channel oh and center so, what movie yeah center that's a movie <sighs> cable guy Oh, yeah. We're playing porno password. Mm -hmm. Center. Nipple? (laughs) Anyway, moving on. Penis. Vagina. Yes! I would have said Sean. I know that when you're listening to music, for you, a big part of what you enjoy is like the technical side of the production and like what sure. sounds the cleanest right when i when i'm thinking about when i when i get the chance to listen to like really great speakers there's a song that i like to listen to and i don't know if it's technically great but it's it hits so hard uh it's baker street by jerry rafferty <laughs> oh hell yeah the dude. Saxophone? saxophone dude yeah. mm. that moves my soul every time mm. like foo fighters please do a great oh, cover of that song oh my yeah. god yeah but what's your, if I'm going to test out some speakers, what's your song you want to listen to? Well, you just said. No, I have, no. I didn't understand most of those words, yeah. but it was German. I have a series. Sprechen Deutsch? Yeah. I have a series of different songs, and it's not any specific. It's just bass response and vocal response and drum response and guitar response, like just a, a mix to see how they all sound. Oh, for sure you were going to say, uh, God, I love Anything song. by Chromio is so, so tight. I'm so in love with that yeah. song right now. Same. Which one? Which one? I slept on it when you added it to the playlist, Old 45s by Chromio. Oh, God. Banger. Oh, Such a good song. My God. Yeah. yeah Listeners, amazing. if you don't know, we've only talked about it five times this season. There is a playlist that we have on Spotify yeah. that yeah. we've all added songs to. It'll give you an idea of what we all listen to. You should check it out. It's called mm-hmm. the Unstable Discourse Playlist. It is very cool. Yeah. yeah. Get the Wawa speaker system that Ryan yeah. has yeah. And, mm-hmm. and play our Unstable Discourse Ooh, I'm playlist. adding mm-hmm. Baker Street next week. Nice. Ooh, nice. Nice. That's a good one. Sean, what are you fired up about? Oh, I'm not ready. Somebody else go. Uh, I'll go. Yeah, you go. I got a pretty quick one. Um, I went over to 115 Bourbon Street. 
Have you guys ever been there? Why do I recognize that? Gigantic sports bar that oh, has like multiple yeah. stages for live music and like multiple rooms. Huge, absolutely huge Where's space. Uh, I think the town is technically. Is it Aurora? Out that no. way? Is it West Burbs? Yeah, so. it's Southwest. It's pretty close to me. At mid- I'm in Midlothian. It's like 10 minutes away from me. Huh. I can't remember the name of the town. doesn't matter. Um, yeah. But uh, Nick O'Reilly from Circle One mm-hmm. is very good friends with the owners. And they are going to let us put on a putting league there. Ooh. So we're figuring out uh, days, trying not to con- conflict with other putting leagues and format. But uh, we walked through the space recently and it's like there is an insane amount of room here mm. and an insane amount of possibility for like elevated shots and and like enough to make a very cool indoor experience. And of course, I'm holding up Hellwood in my mind as the standard. And it's like, can we do something anywhere near that level? And I think the answer is possibly yes. Cool. Not in terms of. Will it be a scary? The, <laughs> no, like, <laughs> like the experience the of playing of the in Hellwood. The point of the putting league is to be scared. <laughs> you right. cannot yes. compete with the experience of Hellwood just because it's the most unique possible thing. But as far as the competitiveness of the putting in this space, I think there's potential for it to be really, really cool. Sweet. So we'll hopefully get that launched in January. So keep nice. your eyes peeled on Disc Golf Chicago slash Circle One's pages for more info on that stuff. Hmm. That's cool. Hell yeah. I'm pumped about it. Sick. Sean, now it's now it's got to be you. Today, Sheila and I got into the spirit of the holidays. We had to go a little retroactive because we hadn't watched uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles yet. Oh, oh yeah. Jesus. So, so it's December 1st. What I know. I know. I've still never seen it. We hosted uh, Thanksgiving. What the hell, so, Ryan? It's December 1st. Yeah. We hosted Thanksgiving, so we didn't, really didn't have time around the holiday to make watching the movie happen, so we decided to do that today, and uh, we put up the tree, and we decorated. It was super Ooh. cute. We listened to Christmas songs for the first time all year long. Mm-hmm. Really adorable. Ball, speaking of bawling my eyes out, uh, Judy Garland's Wish You a Merry Little Christmas. Mm. Super sad, Judy. Bawling. Yeah. Had to yeah. leave the room. Had to leave the now, room. Man. Is this real? Oh, 100%. Wow. Yeah, Damn. had to leave the room. I don't know what it is about Judy Garland that's just like Judy Garland, Nana, family, oh, crying. Right, right. Immediately gotcha. straight to tears. Gotcha. Right. So um, <laughs> it was nice. Got to do that today and uh, get into the spirit. Love that. Uh, Liz and I got our tree up the other day. We didn't put the ornaments and stuff on there, but we're trying to, the older we get, the more we're like, let's get into each big holiday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, we're, she, she's made wreaths and stuff for Thanksgiving. She's doing it now again for Christmas. And yeah. Uh, we're starting our Christmas movie watching spree, probably. Nice. I think it technically started because we just watched the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. Oh, nice. sure. Which I, I guess I, yet, that technically kicks off Christmas movie 100%. season. So and now I'm trying to figure out what's the next first Christmas movie of the season, like yeah. the official official. What's your <clears throat> official Christmas movie season? Start oh, Elf. I save Elf, Elf for like one. The, yeah. like the week of Christmas is when yeah. I watch Elf. Elf kicks it yeah. off for me. That's yeah. my favorite Christmas yeah. movie. Put me We've never done a countdown, but yeah, there's definitely one. I mean, a Christmas story, and there's that new sequel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To yeah. that Christmas that I want to check out. Yeah, yeah. I want to. It check seems out. It they did it right in a lot of the original. Yeah, I saw a TikTok cast. earlier that was like, "Yo, they nailed yeah. it." Like, yeah, yeah. If you love oh, the original, I saw an yeah. ad for yeah. it and I was like, "Oh, what a bummer!" But it's going to be good. Yes, I think so. Yeah. Okay, it's getting I the praise. So. Yeah. Okay, like it's it's appropriate to like when 
Ralphie would have been an adult from because the original was in the 40s. It's, yeah. Right? So this takes place. That's what I didn't realize. Yeah. That they explained in the TikTok. This takes place in the 70s. Right. Okay. So oh, cool. it's okay. not. And Ralphie's yeah. Yeah. All right. a man. Right. 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 Oh. It, it follows the line of the age of the character. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. So there's, I'm sure there's a lot of like throwback humor from the 70s in there as well. Yeah. Peppered in. It's yeah. got to be great. Yeah. yeah. I have another uh, mini bonus fired up. And this mm. is going to shout out a member of the disc golf community. He's been mentioned a few times on the show. Uh, Kenny Slauson, Slaw Dog Airlines. Slaw Dog. For, in case you don't know, released advent calendars with uh, edibles in mm. each for each day. Mm-hmm. And I bought one. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm so scared to eat even the first one. Oh, little, you haven't eaten Let alone today. from That's him. Today, right? today yeah, is yeah, the yeah. first day. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Well, let alone eating We'd one know. every day. We'd be able yeah. to tell if you, you have to. wouldn't be here. Yeah, it wouldn't be here. He he had Curl two different tiers. He had like the slaw dog tier, and he had the like you know beginners I tier. I took the beginners tier. Imagine. Oh my god! But yeah, Liz and I are planning to flying sl- high with yeah. Slaw Dog Airlines. <laughs> right. Yeah. We've got the MA four and the MA one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think when I get home tonight, Liz and I will split the first chocolate of our Slaw Dog Advent calendar. Oh, mm. nice. I I bet that his MA fours are still thirty milligrams though, like twenty fives. Yeah. So he did 25s and 50s. And I'm like, people are going to be taking 50 milligrams every day for the next Jeez. 25 dude, days. I'd be what? Out, dude. What? He doesn't even get out of bed for that. No. Totally. Nope. He like laughed at me in a very condescending way when I told him, like, <laughs> oh, yeah. if I take five or 10 milligrams, that is more than enough for me. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> yeah. Cute. <laughs> Anyways, okay. Jason. Yeah. Well, I mean, not to like bring it around on a downer, but Sean mentioned Judy Garland's Christmas song brought you to tears. My favorite Christmas song. Uh, there's a band called Low, L-O-W. They're from the UK. They have a song called Just Like Christmas that is hands down, like give it a give it a listen sometime. It is a fantastic Christmas song. It's super like lo-fi indie Christmas song. Just has like this cool jangly thing to it. It was just like Christmas. But unfortunately, the lead singer passed away like a couple weeks oh. ago. Oh. Um, so Ooh. it's a downer. But that's going uh, on the playlist then, right? Great. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. That's what, Oh, that's what we should do on Tuesday. We'll drop uh, our favorite Christmas songs. That's what we'll Ooh. Yeah. I'll, well, I'll, yeah. but I'll drop the Street. eight minute and 47 second Adagio for Strings. Yeah, well, Samuel we've Barber. mentioned four songs yeah. so right. far. Yeah, so yeah, they yeah, all yeah. have to go that on. should be on the yeah. playlist. Yeah, definitely. But on that note, I don't have a fired up. What I have for you is a new segment, baby. Yes. Because... Not only is it the time of year for Christmas things, it is also Spotify wrapped season, yes, baby. It is. So we need to talk about how all of our Spotify wrapped seasons went mm. this year because okay. mine, I was very alarmed by some of the stuff that I saw in there that I didn't realize I had done in 2022. <laughs> so I want to talk about everybody's Spotify wrapped real quick. Yep. Love it. Yep. yep. Can I guess one of the things that you were alarmed by? Sure. Should, yeah, we, should I try to wait and let this unfold? No, I, I love it. Start with what you think I was surprised by. I think your top podcast listen was Unstable Discourse. So it would have been had it not been for the fact. I don't know why I do this. It's a very specific thing. Podcasts play on Google Podcast. Music plays on Spotify. And that is how I deal with my. Oh. I have a separate app that I listen to podcasts on. Got it's Google Podcasts. So if I use Spotify, I'm sure hmm. Unstable Discourse would have been my number one. Hmm. Interesting. But it was not. Hmm. Uh, but 60 Songs That Explain the 90s definitely was my number one podcast because it's a Spotify exclusive. Oh, that sounds awesome. Uh, it's the best podcast ever made. Second oh, best. have you never listened to that? Yeah. No. Oh. Sorry, Rob. If you listen to this, 
It's second. Eighty episodes. Sorry, Rob. Rob Harvilla is the the host Dude. of sixty oh, songs gotcha. that play in the nineties. Dude is very, like very good on I'm another very level. Let's get back to Spotify rap yes. because I was very intrigued by my top five because it it says a lot about me as a person, but also how I've changed over the years. How you've grown? Yeah. So uh, if everybody wants to pull up their Spotify and look at their Spotify rap, so we can. T- do you have Spotify? I don't use Spotify. Oh, fair enough. That's All right. Really if everybody but Ryan uh, could do it, that'd be great. So that being said, we'll talk top five. Uh, I'll do mine, and then you can do yours. I'm very excited about this now. Okay. This because I ha- So here, I'm going to preface it by saying this. I use Spotify for all things bag of tricks as well that's oh, who okay. pays for my spotify premium oh, it's nice. all handled through ali so i use it for the playlist when we do trivia i use it for the playlist when we do music bingo so that affected some of it okay but that being said my number five is if everyone cared by nickelback <laughs> wow that i i am a secret huge fan of nickelback i don't talk about it very often secrets because- out yeah, the secret is officially out, and I think that's their best song because there's one line where he says "confusing stars for satellites" in there, and that just every time gives me goosebumps. So they imagine the idea of sitting out in a field and staring up at the sky, and being like, "Oh, look at all these stars," but then realizing yeah. they're satellites. I think it's a great line. I cannot think of Nickelback without thinking of that. Like meme is not the right word, but it's the video where it's. Look at this photograph, but right. somebody photoshopped uh, like a bar graph on it. And right. he goes, look at this graph. graph. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so good. Number four was Let Love In by the Goo Goo Dolls. Okay. That's my number four song. It's kind of later in the 90s mm-hmm. for the early 2000s, actually. I think it's yeah, like it's a later Goo Goo Dolls. Yeah. Uh, fantastic song. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. I loved Goo Goo Dolls when they had name and all those big hits that would have been 95-ish. But then yeah. um, later they had that. Number three is is the one that is using the Spotify for trivia has caused this to be in here because we use the song so often. It's Three Little Birds by mm. Bob Marley. We use it all the time uh, because it can be included in a playlist about numbers. It can be included in a playlist about animals. Like we just, it sure. constantly comes up. Number two and number one. Number two is Sweeter by Gavin DeGraw. You guys know who Gavin DeGraw is? Sounds like country. No, no, no. He's uh, like singer-songwriter, early 2000s. Gavin uh, DeGraw is not a country singer? No. The OC theme song. I don't want to be anything other than... Oh, okay. No, no. One Tree Hill. The One Tree Hill theme song. That's Gavin oh. DeGraw. But Sweeter is my favorite song uh, of his. and I listened to it a bunch. But number one, I was so surprised. He was not only my number one artist, or not only my number one song, but my number one artist for some reason. Please be who I hope it is. It's John Mayer. Damn it. Last mm. Train Home. It was my number one song. Oh, yes. From his Sob Rock album. Yes. Oh. Such a good song. Heard that, immediately fell in love. There would be times where I, w- and I wasn't even realizing I was doing it. I was driving around and just listening to that song on repeat. Mm-hmm. Absolutely nice. love it. And that ended up being my number one song and my number one artist, which I was huh. very <laughs> thrown by when Spotify popped up. And it was like, and here's your number one artist. And it exploded. And it was John Mayer's face. And I was like, I'm barely a John Mayer fan. What is <laughs> happening right now? But there he was nonetheless. Mm-hmm. But that's wow. my Spotify wrapped. <clears throat> number five for me is I Keep Forgetting. By Michael McDonald. Uh, imagine that. <laughs> Just because that, since we did that episode, yeah. I have, you can't stop. I can't. You once it plays, stop. I yeah. listen to it multiple times. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Number four, Point and Kill by Lil Sims. Uh, she's a British Nigerian rapper. Such a dope song. Number three, Everlong, the acoustic version by Foo Fighters. Oh, sure. Ever heard of them? Yeah. Number two, Hackensack by Fountains of Wayne. I don't really know what that song is about necessarily, but I. 
like to think that I can sing it well. So I, as a comfort thing, I listen to that song and sing it wow. to myself in the car all the time. That's crazy. I, 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 love that. <laughs> I don't know the song. I'd have to hear it. Yeah, to I'd have to yeah. hear it definitely. Did you know that he was the first celebrity COVID death? The lead singer no. Fountains Away and died. He got COVID and died from it. And he was like one of the I first didn't know. I don't know anything about this band. Yeah. I just know this song. I believe is when he passed. I think they have one other big hit that I might might know. Wow. They're not. That's not Stacy's mom. mom. Yeah, that's it that is. Band. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, number one was "Running Up That Hill" by Kate Bush. I don't know that Stranger so Things much. bandwagon. Huh? So yeah. I was listening to it last night while I was hanging pictures in the house. Wow. I don't think I've actually heard that song all the way through. Wow. Really? Like yeah. like since the Stranger Things hype. Sure. I probably had before, but never mm-hmm. after that. I just, it got so heavy so mm-hmm. quickly that I was like, I don't want to listen right. to it right now because I don't want to get caught in this bullshit. I want to wait. Right. And then I'll listen to it and then discover it if it is that good. There's so. two really good covers that are pre-Stranger Things. Uh, one is by a band called Placebo. I don't know if you know them. They're a British band. Mm-hmm. Friend in Needs, a friend Oh, yeah. Need. That's yeah, the that song. Band. Yeah, they do For a, a great second, cover. I thought it was, I was thinking of uh, friend What's Up Friend with Weed by... is Better. And uh, there's a band called Blinker the Star that does, that's a Canadian dude, and he does a great cover of uh, Running Up the Hill. By the way, I'm not dropping all of these. This would take me two weeks. (laughs) So, sorry. Listen to your future, Ryan. No. Do all of them right now. No. Sean. Uh, Sean is top five. Yeah, yeah. Super funny. Number five, Double Up by Nipsey Hussle. Ooh. Mm. That's on the playlist, isn't it? I believe so. Number four, Dedication. Nipsey Hussle. <laughs> Number three. Let me guess. Oh, yeah. Blue Laces 2. Nipsey Hussle. This man. Wow. Number two. Hustle and Motivate. Wow. Nipsey Hussle. No way. Number one. What I Got Sublime. What the fuck? No, man. What? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Straight Nipsey Hussle. Uh-huh. What I got by Sublime. Uh, Top artists, starting with number five, Drake. I don't know how Drake got in there. It must have been on some Nipsey Hustle shit. Whatever. Four, Nirvana. Three, Sublime. Two, Nipsey Hustle. One, Foo Fighters. Oh, very nice. Yes. I listened to uh, Nipsey Hustle's. Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters. (laughs) Uh, Nipsey Hustle's 2019 album, Victory Lap, a lot in 2022. A lot. Like every day. And then I stopped for a little while. Is he a, a Chicago dude? Where's he from? Do you no, know? You know he is a West Coast guy. Um, I want to say Compton area as well. A lot of really uh, cool. I mean, obviously, it's some bad drug stuff before, but like once he got big, he was really into like giving back to the community and like doing a lot of really cool stuff and then was murdered. In 2019. Oh, shit. I yeah. He's yeah, dead? Yeah. I didn't yeah. realize that. Murdered. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. And I, like, that was just an artist that was always just out of my listening range. And yeah. then for whatever reason, this year, I was like, I am going down the Nipsey Hustle right. rabbit hole. And right. I was there for six straight months. He's been on my periff because of you, because you brought him up so many times, yeah. but never, uh, never ventured in. Mm. Yeah. It's good. All right. My number five. No, I don't have one. Yeah. <laughs> no. Come on. Make yeah. it up. If no. you, yeah. If you had Spotify wrapped. What would your top five artists of 2020 be? Artists? Bruno Mars. Um, No, it would be a lot of Chromio. Okay. Everything they have just sounds so tight and and polished. Right. That it's just so great to listen to. So let me back up one second real quick. Mm -hmm. If you're not using Spotify, how do you listen to music throughout the day? I use a lot of Pandora, and I will tell you why. And 
Alex has a huge problem with this, but I don't like the algorithm that Spotify uses to randomize based on what you're listening to. Okay. For me, it it keeps getting so far away from where I started that I end up abandoning it. And I don't know why that is, right? I tried uh, okay. last year, the year before, whatever it was. Pandora, when you tell it, like, I want Chromio Radio, it sticks. Like, it'll give you different artists. It'll hunt around, but it'll stay right there in that genre. And i that's what I want. Yeah. And so I have a, a full set of, like, albums and artists in Pandora, and I have it randomized and shuffle through those. And it stays there hard. And I love that. Okay, so that's that's cool. what I listen I can to. Respect that. All right. So it'd be Chromio. Um, what other artists would you put in your? In your um, Chromio. Um, there's a lot of Ben Folds in there. Nice. Um, I don't know if I could name five. Uh, Justin Timberlake is on there a bunch. Oh well, hell yeah. Let's see, Wolfpack is in there a ton. Oh, you got me Ooh, into them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And probably some. Yeah, there's a lot of Funk Tower of Power. Yes, is probably on yes, there a yes, bunch. Right. Okay. And then Steve Winwood Radio. <laughs> yeah. oh, Steve, Winwood Radio Steve Winwood Radio is hard. Like, the, yeah, yeah, there's oh. a lot of uh, yeah. you know. That'll just be like a straight month for me. Usually, it's just oh, like, yeah, I'll absolutely. go down that like mm-hmm. 80s. Yeah, and Michael rock. McDonald comes up on the Steve Winwood yeah. Radio all the time. Yeah, but totally. that, you should probably get some Bruce Hornsby in there too. I would imagine. Oh, he comes up a bunch. Oh, yeah, um, so yeah, all good. of that. So it's it's a mix. But I like Pandora because it sticks with those and doesn't go crazy. Uh, so I didn't answer this part before but i'll do it real quick my top yeah my top artists were (laughs) number five was foo fighters for Jack Johnson, that's my sleepy time music. It puts me in a nice happy little mood when i'm going to sleep banana pancakes pancakes. (laughs) that's a little too upbeat for sleepy time but it's a good song anyways uh three sublime two cold play also on my sleepy playlist oh wow one red hot chili peppers okay i listened to a soul to squeeze so many times this year. I cannot. I cannot mm-hmm. tell you how many times I listen mm-hmm. to that song. Spotify mm-hmm. probably can. Yeah, yeah. I can tell I you cannot. exactly how many. Okay, that was a fun segment. Sure, that was fun. I think it's time we do the Cal Hallander rundown. Absolutely is. One hundred percent. This Cal Hallander rundown unofficially brought to you by DiscGolfScene.com. Come on, Pete. Come on, Pete. Uh, Cal Hallander rundown December. Slash end of year slash cold edition. I'm referring to this as uh, Disc Golf bag tags are back Saturdays through Baby. winter at Delwood. We will be doing new tags in 2023. Uh, only 10 bucks for a new tag, 15 to play. So get your butts out to Delhi. Uh, we didn't do bag tags. We talked about that all summer long uh, because the season is super busy over at Delhi. You can't. You couldn't possibly. You couldn't possibly. Mm-hmm. So uh, now that it is slowed down a bit, we are back at that. We've done it now two times. We won't be doing it this upcoming. Saturday due to uh, ugly sweater, mm-hmm. but we will be back at it after that. Really happy to be doing that again. Next up, Hellwood. Yeah, baby. Hellwood, you guys had a kick-ass time there last year. Uh, we were surprisingly invited back. Mm-hmm. Couldn't believe it, even though they dealt with Mitch for like <laughs> 10 yeah. different times. Yeah, And we kept saying we're going to wait until after Halloween yes. to reach out because obviously that's their busiest season. And Correct. like three days before Halloween, Kyle, Kyle reached out reached to us. reached out to Sheila and was like, yeah, we want you guys back. So that was super cool. Yeah, uh, We're going to be kicking things off on Friday, January 6th. And running every Friday in January and February, eight total weeks. Uh, it will 
will be a points league just like last year. We'll be redesigning a portion of the holes because they actually redesigned a portion of the haunted house itself. Mm-hmm. That's true. So we will be going there on the 16th and checking out what we can what we have to change. I think we're going right. to have to change about 3 or 4 holes, so that'll be that'll be fun to mm-hmm. explore that. Uh the pre-pre registration, if you recall from last year, we did a pre-pre. It was very funny to keep calling it a pre-pre. Uh for you maybe. It's making me yeah, laugh well, every time yeah, you say yeah, it. Jason's yeah. laughing, so. Yeah. Uh, the pre-pre registration for all eight <laughs> weeks will be going live on December 30th, where you can prepay and lock in your spot for all eight weeks without having to sign up each week. If you recall from last year, that's how we did it. Every Tuesday, it went live for the upcoming Friday. You paid 10 bucks on Disc Golf Scene and then 15 bucks in person cash when you were there. So 25 bucks total. So keep an eye out for more information rolling out about the pre-pre and <laughs> registrations oh, for Hellwood. Yeah. <laughs> Those will be coming up soon. And I'm sure before the end of the year, we'll do a couple more uh, flexes just because that's what we do around maybe Christmas, around maybe New Year's. That'll be fun. So keep an out for those. But that's all I got on the Callahelander rundown. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be tough to come if you don't <laughs> pre-register? Is it going to be tough to come if you don't pre-register? No, because so the the pre-pre, here, so here's a little, we're going to do a little extended on the pre-pre. My head's going to explode. Yeah. Pre-pre. I'm trying to get a pre-come joke. Yeah. It is so yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. Is uh, it going to be hard to come if you don't pre-pre? So 50, 50 total spots in the pre-pre. Okay, it's only uh-huh. 50 bucks, so it'll be 130. So you're paying the $10 for each of the eight weeks, so that's 80 bucks. Mm-hmm. And then we're doing a $50 premium. Last year we did a $100 premium. You did. Oh, yeah. You're actually cutting that in half and just charging 50 extra bucks to be able um, to sign up early. Correct. Uh-huh. So once you pay that 130 up front, you're locked into all eight weeks. Whether, whether you, you show up or not. Whether you show up or not. And it's not anything that's refundable. And there's only 50 of those spots. So from the 120 that will be available, you take out 50 if we max out 70 spots. I mean, it'll it'll max it'll, out. It'll sell out every yeah, week. Yeah, every week. So you'll have to be on registrations, but I don't think it's going to be like within a minute, you know. Sure. It's just like that night you'll definitely have to be on it and want to, you know, which most most people But are. if you really want to get the trophy, if you want to like win this if league, you're in it to you win should it like, probably a, like a James Lotwine type of a character mm-hmm. who has won a few of our putting leagues, pre-reg. but he'll likely just lock in that pre-pre. But it, you, you're not going to be able to show up day of. There's no way. No, you got to no sign way. up early. No, it'll be sold out. Yep. Yeah, it'll be sold out. Don't do that. Yep. Yeah. Can't wait. It's going to be a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. That is a, a lot of fun. I mean, just hanging out and then having the option of the the food and drink and like the fact that someone mm-hmm. else is taking care of that. For a couple of years, we did it at the prison and it was a lot to have to manage that as mm-hmm. well as managing the league itself. The fact that they do a lot of that for us is so cool. Mm-hmm. That cheeseburger with the nacho cheese Ooh, on it. Can't wait. Can't even do We're it. We're only like a month away from that. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. I'm going to come hang out. I don't know if I'm going to come play, but I at oh, least cool. just, yeah, man. Cough. just come <laughs> to hang out, though. Like the party, like it's just a vibe. So there's a party and then so. everybody goes to putt and we just sit there with cold feet. Yeah. Well, the cheeseburger helps. That's and the cheeseburger we helps. Have the right. Yeah. Hot apple cider with the shot of. What's Fireball? It? Fireball in it? It's yeah, got to be. Fireball? Yeah. Got yep. to be. And a cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. And then we watch everybody one after the other run to the bathroom and then run back in. Run yeah. to the bathroom and run back in. Yeah. Okay. I think that is a wrap on the Callahallander rundown. Yes, brought like to it. you by DiscGolfScene.com. Come, come on. Come on, Pete. Pete. One of these days, you should come on, Pete. <laughs> yeah. um, that, we need to get him as a guest next season. Yeah. I don't know where he lives. I think but Minnesota. And what would we title the episode? Oh, uh, jeez. He came. Uh, he, came. <laughs> he came on. <laughs>
<laughs> All right. Well, that means now it is time to hear from our sponsors, which I suppose we should do right How about now. now? This episode is brought to you in part by Upper Park Disc Golf. Since 2011, Upper Park Disc Golf has focused on disc golf bags and accessories with unique styles, innovative designs, and unmatched comfort. They use cutting-edge design techniques and durable outdoor materials with a lifetime guarantee so you can focus on what really matters, throwing those perfect shots. They're in business to make the game better for everyone. So when you buy from Upper Park Disc Golf, you know you're buying from a company that loves disc golf as much as you do. You can pick up your Upper Park bags at Delwood Disc Golf in Lockport, Illinois, or at UpperParkDiscGolf.com. Upper Park Disc Golf. Play different. Hey guys, it's Andy O'Day, AO of the Mortgage Pro, here to help with all your mortgage needs. I work with over 15 different lenders, so whether you're looking to buy a home or refinance, if you got perfect credit or even not so perfect credit, I will find a product and the interest rate that fits you best. We can do all the normal, conventional, FHA, USDA, and VA loans, but we have cool products like no income loans, investment loans, even renovation loans. As always, if you mention Unstable Discourse, you'll get a choice, either a free appraisal credit up to $500 or a travel basket. Shoot me a message and we can get this conversation started. Also, listen to my podcast, Amortize This. You'll learn more about the industry, my team, and our amazing guests. You guys can find me on all social media platforms at AO The Mortgage Pro and check out my website, AOTheMortgagePro.com. Hey, Disc Golf family, it's Andrew Weary with Redemption Disposal and Recycling. If you need a dumpster, we are your go-to local contact. Are you getting a new roof, remodeling your house, or doing some landscaping? Maybe you're just looking to get rid of the old junk to make room for your new hyzer racks and disc golf gear. Redemption Disposal standard size dumpsters are large enough for most jobs. The 15-yard dump trailers are on regular tires and hauled by standard pickup trucks, helping avoid any damage to surfaces, allowing for tight maneuvering, and the compact style helps minimize any inconvenience to homeowners. Our convenient and speedy service is unmatched, all at a competitive price. You can find us on Facebook at Redemption Disposal or email admin at redemptiondisposal.com. We look forward to helping you out with your future projects, but until then, we'll see you out on the course. Listen to Unstable Discourse on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, or write from unstablediscourse.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, or subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you have the time, leave us a rating and review, or just tell a friend. It helps the podcast get to more listeners. And we're back. Wait, cool. not yet. You got something to say? Oh, okay. <laughs> Please tell me the mics picked that up. Yeah, I'm sure. All right. Before we get to the glizzies and mash. Are you Hello, Newman. kidding me right I'm now? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You've been getting it from oh, all well, angles not like the last couple weeks. Mash, Just consistently mate. every day there's something. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll shout out Jessica Anders who messaged the Unstable Discourse Facebook page and said, I think it would be a good idea if you introduce it as glizzies and mash and just watch how Jason reacts. And I was like, yes, I'm doing that. <laughs> and it worked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was that was a real reaction. That was yeah, not right. staged whatsoever. I love how much Jessica Anders is like paying attention to all the shit that we do all the yeah. time. But I see her lately just the one time a year at, yeah, at the delis, right, the delis right. yeah. yeah she hasn't been playing she's too cool. much but that's great she's super, she's super cool. fun she's great. uh but yeah before we get to that uh we have two little mini segments very quick uh actually the first one is very quick and this is a farewell segment want to say we've got a, a member of the community who's going to be moving away for uh, a couple of years at least i'm sure he'll be back at some point this is the second time he's done this to us yeah that's right he lived in london for a while yes he's mm-hmm. a very well-traveled guy uh, but he's beloved by a lot of people in the community, so I thought it was appropriate to take a moment to say that we are going to miss 
our pal Cy Spencer. Speak for yourself. He's taking a job in Singapore. Actually, it's the same company, but he's, he's getting repositioned out in Singapore for a couple of years. I think he's just going for the life experience, which he's yeah. all yeah. about. Uh-huh. And he's, I'm sure he'll disc golf out there. Yeah, I just wanted to say, you know, we're going to miss him. Yes. And, uh, trails if you, you if you guys know Sai, say adios because you might not get a chance to speak to him for a couple of years. So, yeah. Safe yes. travel, Sai. We'll miss you. Yes, sir. And now let's get into that mystery box, man. Oh, 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 man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Channeling your inner so, guzzle. <laughs> we will open up this mystery box and we will pull them out one at a time and we will discuss and feel and pass around. Like I said, there is one very specific disc in here. Everything else, where is the rest Maybe of Maybe you should have prepped by figuring out how to open the box. No, because then we wouldn't have This is good content. That. This is great. Listeners, Sean is Look at what rotating. He's, doing, guys. he's rotating the box around, looking for the, the point of entry, looking for the weak well, spot. Mm-hmm. Normally, I just don't know what side is up. It's a mystery. <laughs> hey, 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 there hey look go. at it. There it is. There it is. Well, it's a cube. There's a lot of sides. All right, here we go. Top is open. Mm-hmm. Box is box full of mystery plastic made for you. We got a cool little poster. Ooh, first one's a Charizard. Thing. <laughs> first disc ooh. has a fun stamp. No, ooh, what is that? Is that MBW twenty two Glow C Line FD? Ooh, there's glow. a barcode on 173. it. There's a little barcode on it. This feels really good. If that wasn't Flat. like a blue, I would steal that. Does I was going to say, does, don't one of you throw FDs a lot? Yeah, Rye, but give that a feel. But it's Ooh, blue. Yeah, We've but got a... I don't have an FD. You do now. Yellow. This is the oh important God, part here. So yellow ExoSoft Link. Oh. I've never seen your, yellow before. You love a Link, don't you? Love a Link. Sounds like he's going to say Lava Link. FD. Lava, Lava Lamp. lamp. Lava, Lava lamp. Lovely. We have got a <laughs> great. board nice. flat Grippy. yellow double stamp C line PD 173 grams into it. Nice and flat. Uh, we have got a board flat premium majesty here with a cool little corner stamp that's just got a crown on it. I've never seen that before. A little fast for my noodle, but pretty If cool. only it had purple mountains on it and it was a purple, purple mountains, mountains majesty. majesty. <laughs> We have got a white uh, double stamped Neo Mutant, 177 grams, nice and flat, super overstable. I was going to ask that. that no one yeah. is going to throw ever. Ooh. Hmm. I didn't even know that this existed until right now. Cool this may stamp. immediately go in my bag. We have got a lime green, extra soft, exo vapor tactic that's a lot of adjectives that's, that's of an words. extra soft a lot of words so vapor tactic crazy world Pass a lot of over. smells okay <laughs> <laughs> just this poop. feels like a toy this feels like that feels extra soft that feels so strange that feels awesome it's too bad it's very um, grass green oh this my is a God. new disc to the active line the taylor t-a-i-l-o-r and it has a a Image of a tailor on there, like sewing. 4401 feels like a gentler C-Line MD3. It doesn't feel half bad, actually. Ooh, fun. Next up, we have got a... (laughs) What an interesting choice of art, like... Ooh. The name and art. Like, a a tailor? tailor? That's a tailor. weird. This is going to go I like the bat stamp. That the might, I might steal that. Yeah, you might. 
Because this is what I've been can, telling you that you need. I can already see what that disc is. What do you think it is? It's it's a, a flesh colored I mean, bat wing. Yeah, it is. It's a uh, salmon pink orangey colored mid range, like an MD one style. That's exactly what it is. Yep, yep, yep. yep. MD one in uh, Lux plastic. There's MD ones in Lux plastic, and I have one now. And no, Ryan's you don't. Gonna try to steal it. Yes, Ryan has one now. When somebody says bat wing, what's the first thing that comes to mind? <laughs> balls, men's balls. <laughs> <When> you... <laughs> <laughs> Take the skinnier testicles and pull them as far balls. as you can. I remember and playing beer pong once and somebody cab- pulled out a bat wing as a distraction and the okay. ball landed right on it. Oh, perfect. <laughs> it caught it like a little Stratosphere net. Stratosphere Edition Collector's Guide. Oh, this is awesome. And it's got all of the discs that were inside of... Oh, that's super cool. Pass that around. That's awesome. A breakdown of everything that's been in the boxes. A little printout. That's really cool. And under the bottom is... The, the one you've been waiting for. There it is. Can you get the box off the mic? Please. Yes. Thank you. Okay. The DD1, the Discmania Stratosphere DD, Horizon no. plastic. They're calling their their Halo-like plastic is called Horizon plastic. 115 negative 12, I believe. I think you might like this too. It's like a race? Yeah. Okay, so was there nine discs in there nine in total? In there? Was it? Yeah. There's a lot of really good stuff in there. Oh, it's a very good assortment. I love the, the yellow link, the Stratosphere. Wow. Feels a little bit more it's stable very than domey. I like, but I I still say, it looks domey from the side. It's it's like a pale yellow with black halo, yeah. whatever they call the horizon. It's a it's a cool looking disc, it's but sexy. It is sure. very domey, and I feel like it's gonna be a meat hook. I don't know. You want to go long thumb this bad boy out there? Skittles. Discomania <laughs> mystery box candy that it looks like a condom but it's not it's candy in there we're gonna pop that open put your wiener in it mm-hmm. uh, we've got a stratosphere it's sure it's candy, but i put my wiener on it regardless <laughs> either way uh, it's going pin, on my wiener a pin that's great and a this will go on the fridge or somewhere down here stratosphere Discmania uh sticker tons of fun i keep the boxes is that weird no is that like keeping the phone box it's, it's a weird. solid box so i'm stoked for that, uh, I need more disc mania plastic. This te- this link? is tempting now. I kind of want to get one. I think that's the idea here. Yeah, I'm trying to lure you in on some of their goodies. Yeah, which the look of this really, yeah, right? That's the coolest looking disc I've seen in a minute. Mm-hmm. Continuing to expand upon, and I, I'm I'll be honest, I'm surprised the active line that they're continuing to do that. Yeah, even I was surprised by brought, that too. Uh, manufacturing into their own warehouse that they're still doing the active line, but hey, that's cool because that mid range feels great, and as long as the it feels that good, I hey, keep doing it. There was a spot missing in that lineup. It's sure. they're starting to fill them in. Yep, that's good. Totally, and they're. A lot more affordable. Mm-hmm. So sweet. I'm stoked for that box. I love that collector's guide too. That's really cool. Is there any mention of like cool. production numbers on each? What's cool is they have a rarity ranking. Oh. I don't know if the more dots means. More rare, I would think. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. What is listed as most rare? Charizard. Charizard. <laughs> I was going to say circle means common. <laughs> With the barcode? With the barcode on it. Let me see the barcode. I'm gonna that was scan the first it. one, top of the top yeah. of the pile, right? You can scan barcodes from your phone. Yeah. Okay, it's 2022. Boomer. Okay, Boomer. Next would be the the bat, the Nightwing. This is what they're calling it. I'm really excited for that. Ryan's gonna definitely try to steal that. Oh, give me one of those. Wally Wiz Rethink Candy. Wally and Wiz apps. Uh, the font is so small. 11 gram Danish wine gum. Ooh. Do we have any idea what a wine gum is? No, let's go. Give it, give it, magic mouth part two. Give it up. Give it up. I'm good. Ooh, why 11 gram though? Why? Uh oh. (laughs) 
No, that's it's good. a sophisticated fruit snacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. Mm-hmm. Rethink candy. Really good audio content. Uh-huh. Eleven. Please gram, cut it. Danish. Yeah. Please. Oh, Winnie gum, wine gum. I don't know. Deucer, please deuce. Deuce, can you please? <laughs> hey, deuce. 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 The deucer's deducing. <laughs> deducing. <laughs> deducer. Is... That's the shirt. Deducer. Deducer is deducing. Is deducing. <laughs> All right, that was a dope box. Good box. Good box. <laughs> Hell of a box. Check them out, guys. You can get them where uh, discmania.com. Where else are these available? Are there, there's uh, not going to be mystery boxes at the shop, are there? Net. No, but I do know for whatever reason, these particular boxes did not sell out immediately oh. like they have in the past. They're still available. So they're still available. I'm hoping that maybe there's enough of them available that dealers could. I doubt it, but you never know. Okay. That'd be great. Then I think it's probably time that we actually do get to mm-hmm. the glizzies and mash. <sighs> no, man. No. This is, that's the last time of this season. We're retiring the expression completely okay. for next season. It's been, we called it a lot of things in season one. Season two, what did we call it? Bangers and Mash was pretty much new to this season. Mang. Anyways. I think I feel like season two, we switched up every episode. We always tried to like the right. Bert and Ernie, the yeah. peanut butter and jelly. Butter and jelly. Yeah, 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 that was fun. Yeah. yeah. But okay, Jason, you're you're in the driver's seat for this segment. Yeah. Can you scooch? Why don't you, why don't you go in the back? Yeah. And I'll uh, just scoot. Let me get around. Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh. oh. We touched dicks for a second. I'm trying to make the shuffling sounds. Nuts to butts. Nuts to butts. Nuts to butts. All right. So we're going to do this just like we did in the past. I'm going to give the synopsis of the episode. We'll do two minutes on the timer. Uh, We can just openly discuss whatever we remember, want to talk about from that last episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we'll move on to the next one. We'll just keep going. Let's do it. Chugging through the season. I'll be upfront that I'm nervous to do this this time because oh, I can't wait to have you get cut off every no, that single oh, time that, that will happen best. but that's not why I'm nervous yeah. I'm nervous because this season went longer than all of our other seasons because we took a lot of breaks so yeah I mean literally we started recording February I think February mm-hmm. so it's been almost a year mm-hmm. and some of these earlier episodes I'm like what happened on don't this? worry so we'll, we'll see. get into we'll it see. so season three episode one was titled a three to dis a three do you guys remember I came up with that name and it was no. brilliant? I remember you came up with it, but I don't remember why. What did it mean? It's just a play on agree to disagree. Oh, because it was a three, the third a season. Three, it was the third season. A three to uh, disagree. The boys are back, baby, from the boardroom at 933 above Ember's Tap House in Lockport, Illinois. The guys have finally decided they like each other enough to get things back on track for season three. It's just the four of them on the mics this time, accompanied in studio by the ever-present Sheila Callahan and Lauren Lakeberg. Discussion meanders through all topics, including what we missed since the end of last season and what we can expect from 2022. The guys get way too deep into the financials of disc dying. Uh, I remember oh, that specifically. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, we and, and ask for help from the Honorable Judge Jason. Uh, Sean takes the lead on analyzing this year's U-Disc course stats and the top 10 courses in the world. Alex talks Fight Club, Ryan likes girls, and Jason tells us about the new greatest show of all time. Discuss. Uh, 933, first of all, when was the last time that we recorded anything at 933? It had to have been episode two or three. Yeah. 
It yeah. was early on. Early yeah. on, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. we've fallen in love with uh, with the cab now. Yeah, sure. This this feels the rightest of all the rights yes. to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was the greatest show you were talking about? Yeah, I cannot it's, recall. Whatever show he whatever was watching. Show yeah, watching. All, whatever all, you watch the joke. is the, the best greatest show. Yeah. yeah, we I, went we went hard in the paint on the the disc dying. We talked about that. And we, yeah. we threw the yeah. whole concept. And I stand by. I'm gonna die on that hill. I'll die. I have that conversation constantly at the shop. I'll die on that. Yeah, hill. there's it's no fun. way. Keep it only fun. There's too many people trying to. So you still think trying to make a business out of it is a fool's errand? Total nonsense. Trying to make a full time business out of it is nonsense. Nonsense. Do it on the side and sell some discs. Get some money back to buy some more discs. Do you think that could ever change in the future? No. Feels like something's only going to get worse. Why? It's not going to get better. Yeah. Because there's more yeah. people doing it. Yeah. I, I mean, that is my biggest my hang up is that everybody that does it, and I know a lot of people that do it, and I, there's a lot of people that do it that I really like. It's not that I don't and like they do these it well. particular yeah, people. Yeah, there's some very talented it's fine. people. It's yeah. fine. It's fine. Just it's the you're all doing the same thing. Sure. You're all doing the same type saturated. of saturated. It's very, very saturated. Mm-hmm. This was That's definitely all. pre the deucer. This was she was getting warmed up on the oh, deucer. You were yeah, yeah. starting to do things, but uh, do you remember what episode you became? She was the official starting it's, it's to in the synopsis. Deuce. We'll, we'll oh, get okay. there. Okay, like, yeah. the exact episode. Yeah, she was starting to deuce. Right, yeah. but not. <laughs> she was, she hadn't had she her pre-deuced. Yeah. It was yeah. crusty. Yeah, she this just hadn't pre-pre. produced anything yet. <laughs> <laughs> pre-deuced. It was a turtle head poking out. It was a turtle head poking out. Oh. Perfect. That and was like two is. minutes. Very nice. Oh, We're gonna move on. Perfect. Thank you, Coop. What? Timer's up, Coop. Season three, like episode this. two is the next episode. The Transgender Perspective with Ooh, Kylie yes. Rotolo. Mm-hmm. Domo origato, Kylie Rotolo. <laughs> <laughs> Does it say that? <laughs> no. Oh, it should I, I cannot see her name without thinking it every <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah. Uh, the guys are back in their usual digs at the boardroom across uh, from the unusually active 933 oh, yeah. above Ember's Tap House. Mm-hmm. They bring in fellow disc golfer Kylie Rotolo to discuss the landscape of transgender disc golf and the spotlight meant for the FBO player Natalie Ryan during her play at the Las Vegas Challenge. Kylie shares her personal experience with transitioning from male to female and brings context to controversy that follows transgender players in sporting events. Meanwhile, Sean sucks down too much hot sauce huh? and Alex invites everyone to his roller skating birthday party (gasps) ryan's mic decides to not work for a large portion of the episode Mm -hmm. and you can take jason out of texas but you apparently can't take the texas out of jason that's it what i have no idea you kept talking about texas for some reason yeah really you brought texas up very many times a lot yeah Yeah. oh because you thought she was from texas Oh, oh, that's yeah. right. There yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, there yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then it Fair just became enough. a running yeah. joke. Yeah. 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 That episode was great. We got some incredible feedback from a lot of listeners about yes. that episode. Yep. Yes. I know one yeah. comes to mind in particular, but yeah, a couple mm-hmm. people. Uh, I'm pretty proud of that one. Um, yes. To be perfectly transparent, I was nervous to do that episode uh, because I was fairly ignorant about the topic and I, mm-hmm. I wanted, I knew it was an important thing and I wanted to make sure that we handled it the right way. And right. that we, we shed light in, in a in a very meaningful and positive way. And I think we did that. Yeah. Um and Kylie was just so transparent about everything and just yeah. so cool about the situation in general that it was just so was easy to great. talk. Yeah, like yep. as a straight 
white male. This sounds so stupid, but it's sometimes hard to be supportive because there's a certain it, amount of like there's a yes, you don't, you don't like, know. but you don't get it because yeah, 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 blah yeah. blah. And I was that was my like fear. That little ball of energy in the center of my chest was yeah. like like I want to show her that I care. I'm always so afraid that it's going to come off as like yeah, but you don't sure. understand. So why do you care? Mm-hmm. And she and made it so easy. It, yes, yeah, yeah. It was great. Yeah. Very great, 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 easy great. to talk to. Yeah. Uh, I felt like I I had a much better understanding, and, and I can't imagine how I would have gotten that context or that understanding without having the conversation the way we did it mm-hmm. um yeah. it means a lot to hear that you know other people listen to that episode and and it, it meant a lot to you know a lot of people so i'm just real grateful she came on for that one uh it's been a minute but i'm 90 percent certain uh somebody reached out on our instagram and that's oh. time sent a message saying like thank you for that episode which was mm-hmm. was huge i mean that like awesome filled Love my heart with joy mm-hmm. uh but we're gonna move on to season three, episode three. Are you not entertained with yes. Ali Beg? I got beef with this episode. Domo Oregato, Ali Beg. Uh, <laughs> show, uh, showing their aptitude for adapting to any environment. The guys this time hold up in the cab, and I'm pretty sure we stay in the cab. Joined by a cat, two dogs, many friends, and some little Caesars pizza. They bring in guest Ali Beg. God, these a, intros are great. A, they're, you do crush these. Ugh, Sidebar. These? I, forget. God. I forget about you, writing these. They're so they're good. Very good. Mm. Yes. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Props to Fanny. Mm. Uh, they bring in guest Ali Beg of Begatrix Entertainment. The art and nuance of trivia is discussed, and Ali himself hosts a mini round of trivia. They also take a trip back to 93 and dump a bag of pogs, pogs. onto the table, yeah. mm-hmm. as well as introduce their own version of a March elimination bracket <gasps> with a game called Merch Madness. Yeah. Meanwhile, Sean feels like going back into hibernation. Alex is preparing to look his freshest once the weather turns. Jason has had it with wine moms, and Ryan has a run-in with quick sticks. Let's talk about it. Uh, okay, so I had beef with this episode. I showed up prepared for the another vodka trivia episode. Well, I had, like yeah. prepared to get picked up. I had a ride planned and everything, and then we ended up not doing that. And so the first part of the episode, I was salty, and then it was washed away by Ali being so damn Ollie. funny yeah. and just yeah. Yeah. cool yeah. that i was like i don't care what we're doing because i just want to hang out changes with him. the mood yeah. definitely he had a yeah. crazy outfit on i don't remember exactly what overalls it was, i think he had yes. overalls he had overalls you're right he had a bag of tricks he legit had a bag of tricks he pulled out pogs and all kinds of shit sonic the hedgehog fruit snacks was there like yes yeah oh yeah uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, all kinds of stuff. That was so let's, since it just came up in this episode, we're going to talk about it in the future. But what did you guys honestly think? Because I was the one that kind of like per- pushed for merch madness. Did you? Oh, I, I know there was resistance at the beginning. Do you think that's something we could do in the future? Did you yes. like it looking we back? Had fun blah, with blah, it. it was fun. Yeah, yeah I loved it. Hundred yeah. yeah. percent. Okay. Yes. Right. Um, well, I think I got the way big plans for that as long as everybody's on board. Yeah, as long as there's like room for actual debate, um, mm-hmm. because I think we had a couple of things that were matched up against each other that was like, there's no way it's not going to be this item yeah. is going to win. Yeah, sure. So as long as there's room for genuine debate, I think it's, it's a fun, yeah. very was, fun way. I was pleasantly it. surprised with the conversation that came from what, yes. what would have totally been goofy, maybe in someone else's context, but for us, yeah. we made it fun and it was it was very uh, having yeah. Ollie weigh in on all those things too was oh without was so knowing hilarious. what happened yeah yeah. Absolutely. yeah 
Yeah. And I like that we continued that with like the guests. Yes. As we kept narrowing it down, the guest was allowed to weigh in on, yeah. on mm-hmm. it as well. I thought that was a good approach to it. So as many well. times. Is that like our first non disc golf guest? Mm-hmm. Non disc golf centric guest? Sure. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, I so. Probably, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess the next closest one would have been Brando, but he will, he's disc golf. Yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to move on. Season three, episode four 1,000 rated friends. With Anthony Guzzo. Brought to you once again from the boardroom at 933. Oh, fair enough. We did go back. We didn't we, stay in the yeah, cab. Guzzo was, Guzzo, yeah, Guzzo was... Guzzo was definitely got too yeah, drunk. Yeah, why did we... Oh, yeah. Uh, yes, in did. the boardroom. Yes, the boy did. had a few. Uh, let's see. From the boardroom at 933 above Ember's Tap House in Lockport. The guys invite Anthony Guzzo to hang out, have some drinks, and maybe give a few life lessons. He is a life coach, founder of Everyday Coffee, the host of the Everyday with Anthony J podcast, and self-proclaimed wreck for life disc golfer. In this episode, we get into some heavy topics centered around the mental aspects of disc golf, as well as looking inward, self-reflection, and self-worth, and how to apply that to the game of disc golf and life in general. Also in the episode, Alex has had it with trade show can koozies uh, while Sean is starting a new venture with some feathered additions to Callahan Acres. The baby. Uh, Jason can't forget how much of a jam the Michael McDonald hit is. Ooh. Do you see? And Ryan like has can't too forget. many things to be fired up ah. about. Mm-hmm. That's Let's a lot. Discuss. Yeah. I love that the Michael McDonald was part of the like synopsis of this episode. Yes. Mm-hmm. It yeah. literally colored my year. It was the yeah. number five most listened to song for me of that the year. wasn't yeah. one of my top five artists, but I bet I listened to that song 70 times mm-hmm. since then. Absolutely. That uh, that was a fun episode with Guzzo. We were talking about it earlier. I think that there were many times where Guzzo had great points. He had a lot to drink that day. I'd love to have Guzzo back on the show because sure. I like me some Guzzo. He's an no, awesome the best dude, energy. A great energy to be around. Yeah. Um, I think that there was maybe a little bit nervous and pouring whiskey on the nerves to try to help maybe. and uh, maybe a little bit but i, I Did think you that come up with that pouring yeah, whiskey on the nerves yeah, yeah. that's pretty good yeah. oh, that's yeah. good you also yeah. came up with the title of the episode thousand rated friends yeah. uh you we were taught we were like trying to like wrap it all up towards the end of the episode yeah and you use the expression thousand rated friends and it just like washed over yeah. me like uh oh that felt so yeah, good that is sure. definitely the name of this episode and i i have to say for me personally guzzo i mean we're you know he's got much closer friends but i it's been awesome getting to know him more and more since the episode we've spent yeah. a lot of time around oh, sure. each other yeah. golf together and mm-hmm. you know done a ton of the events so it's just such a rad dude. Same. Like Every time yeah. uh, yeah. I've seen him a couple times since, and yeah. he makes sure he comes in and gives that awesome bro hug and yes. stuff. And I'm yeah. like, oh god, yeah, he's yes. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I'm always into uh, any conversation around mental health. This was a tough year for me, like mental health wise, and uh, I think the conversation that was had with Guzzo helped motivate me to like get a professional to, to start talking to. And mm-hmm. I am in a much, much better place than I was earlier this year. So that, that yeah. episode was really important for me, honestly. Wow. Oh yeah, that's good. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, good. Really yeah, my God! Mm. I, you can. I feel like time. I can see a timer in my mind. Yeah, exactly. I want. Yeah. To I can see it. So when are you starting yeah. it? Yeah. Are you I, starting it? <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I was watching your thumb. Like, did you? Already I can that? see it because she looks down and then she'll look up. But as it gets closer, she starts doing that faster. Mm, yeah, fast. Like, oh, <laughs> and oh, if it's like one second up, one second down, and I'm like, we got ten seconds left. Yep, I can already see. <laughs> so now she's gonna um, be like this. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's she's turn into like a goddamn statue. Yeah. Like I can't move my eyes. Uh, all right, we're gonna move on to uh, a pivotal episode, season three, episode five. We are the little league 
with Clayton Hell yes. Bielfus. Mm. Domo Arigato Clayton Bielfus. <laughs> the guys are surrounded by animals in the cab as they bring in the rooster himself, Clayton Bielfus, of the Skulls Disc Golf Brotherhood. He brings to light a recent and particularly unfortunate interaction with a particular local disc golf department concerning a particular beloved disc golf tournament. They all discuss how important the relationships are with our disc golf courses, landowners, parks departments, and local communities, and what can be done in the future to form a better bond for all involved. Alex is surprised and impressed with Clayton's meat. (laughs) Sean gets (laughs) deep into dumpsters. Ryan explains how tournament financing works and why he's stinking rich. And Jason brings up a dark secret story that has to be heard to be believed. What an episode. Discuss. Wow. Two minutes cannot possibly yeah. contain. Yeah. First of no. all, this is Jolene. This is Jolene. This okay. is Jolene. Yeah, that was, I'm going to say it, top five funnier moments of my life. Top, they made the top five moments of your life, yeah? F- as far as funny, yeah. like yeah. humor goes, yeah. that was amazing. Wow. Yeah. I was on the edge of my seat 100% convinced this all happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there was a whole story with you and Joe yeah. that I wasn't a we, part of. And we I can't angry. get too far, but guys, you if no other episodes are listened to, yes. take yeah. a couple clips from this one and then you'll be hooked for life. It yeah. was amazing. Clayton is like, I don't want to say he's a good sport about getting razzed because he is the perfect vessel for that because he'll dish it right back. Totally. Like, yes, he, will. he is yeah. so good at that. Yeah. And so, yeah. oh God, I just love yeah. giving him shit because yeah. man, he has great. a very, uh, like for me, a little brother vibe, but I mean that in a very good way. Our conversations go back and forth like family. When he comes to the shop mm-hmm. and we catch totally. up, I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's some people that come in the shop that are like, oh, are they done yet? Like that's not the case with sure. him. Yeah. I want to hear what's going on with him. Sure. I want to hear what's going on with the course. Yeah. Immediately and, comfortable. And he yeah. loves to talk and to talk about disc golf. And it is, yeah, he's just got such a great energy. That was another really important episode, I think, uh, as far as the the main content goes, like talking about the relationships with the park districts and what is the PDGA mm-hmm. doing? What are they not doing? Yeah. What needs to happen for the sport? The Bangers and Mash was a very important Really issue. great conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yep. huge. Yeah. yeah. And, and he it is was... still kicking ass out at uh, Crest Creek as well. Like, has done many things out there since that episode. Oh, yeah. so. uh, of course. Too Farty was oh, one of my yeah. biggest oh, laughs. Yeah, one he, of my biggest laughs of the season. That's yes. great. The timing was impeccable. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't know that he had that like reserved and Mm-mm. ready, and he just just right blew in the it all over the table. Yep. Yeah. Too Farty. Uh, <laughs> all right. We're at season three, episode six next. But before we get to that, I said earlier that I had not a hot take, but I wanted to discuss what happened in this season. I have listened to many podcasts like from the beginning. You know, I always go back to episode zero and kind of start. Sure. And a lot of podcasts have brought up the fact that it's not until you get around 50 episodes where you really start to understand what you want to do with the podcast. Because a lot of them, you know, they'll start off with, okay, this is who we are. This is what we're going to do. This yeah. is structure, blah, blah, blah. But by the 50th episode. It evolves. It, it it evolves and you kind of find your groove and you're like, oh, no. Without even understanding it, this is who we are and this is how we want to approach it. Mm-hmm. Sure. I feel like at that episode, at Clayton's episode, I think our dynamic kind of shifted a little bit. Because for the rest of the season, I think they're the most informative, funny, and interesting episodes that we had done to date, Hmm. as far as I'm concerned, like from the outsider's Hmm. perspective. I think we start to get into what we want to do with 
this, like we're always talking, growth sport, growth sport, growth sport. That's it. Like now we're we're we've found that like the having the conversations that how do we bring more disc golfers to us? Like they're there, they just don't know they're a disc golfer yet. Mm. That all started with Clayton's episode and continued hmm. after because all the conversations start to become my brain was clicking in and I'm like, oh yeah, I don't play this, but I get what they're talking about. And I feel like people that don't play would huh. do the same. Hmm. So that's for the rest of the season. I like love these episodes. I truly do. I've listened to them multiple times for that reason. Like I'm like, oh, I get it. I get I get it. I get the stuff they're saying. That's amazing. I love to hear that. Yeah. I think yeah, we I, probably I, had flashes <laughs> of that in, in previous seasons, but <clears throat> right. I think you're right. When I it was just one after another. Just there was a bit of a hot stellar streak. guest, stellar guest, stellar guest. They were just. That's yeah. what I was just gonna ask. Yeah. And I, I, when did we I get a producer? Get that was the next there thing was I was gonna say. And she somebody organized everything. Stop yeah. producing and started producing, and I'll be damned. Look at that. <laughs> look what I can do. Look what I, look what I can do. Yeah. All right, so let's get into it. Season three, episode six was our third Hey Ladies episode with Lauren Lakeberg. Further down the Lakeberg is what we called it. Uh, once again, recording from the cab, the guys bring in the gals for what has now become a welcome tradition with the third rendition of the Hey Ladies episode. Lauren Lakeberg, past guest of the show, stops by to discuss the newly minted Delwood magazine and what it took to get things assembled. Sheila, now officially the show's producer, yeah. said it came up, is also on hand, joined with Amy Laskowski of Birdie Babes to talk about, oh, Doma Arigato, Amy Laskowski, <laughs> of Birdie Babes to talk about their successful running of the second annual Beltane Women's Tournament. Sean is seeing his dreams of a bathroom with a four-person shower come to fruitation, perfect, while Alex gives us, us a description of his, his own purgatory nightmare of a spare <laughs> bathroom situation. It's like shitting in hell. <laughs> Ryan has been testing the longevity of the Delwood magazine with spaghetti sauce, and Jason can't wait to get that inferno of a bucket hat off his head. <gasps> Discuss. That was like bucket hat season we kicked were, off. Yes. Yeah. We, we all wore bucket deep. hats that day. When was In this bucket released? hat summer. Uh, end of May. End of May. So yeah. right when summer was about to get summery. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So we talked a lot about the magazine there that we talked about Huge. Beltane. Yeah. Uh, the magazine is still one of my like favorite disc golf things that I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it mm-hmm. so much. I still have spaghetti sauce on mine. Nice. Yeah. Yep. I've signed several of them. I've had, if I'm when I was working at the shop, people would bring them in and open it to the page that I'm on and be like, "Bro, we put a signature in there." And I'm like, "No, hey, they f- don't." Thousand percent, yes, they have. <laughs> I thought you were going to say a thousand of them. I've I know. Done. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So so I've like, signed. I mean, was Lauren 50? our first? No, she like was our three. first duplicate yeah. guest. Our our first mm-hmm. second time guest. And no, Amy, Amy was here as well. She's been well, all here, both but like her. being yeah. the guest. She got the guest and stuff and talked about Belgium. Yeah, correct. Yeah, but like it was a joint effort. I would say, maybe. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. But I'm saying that was like. Lauren was the featured guest, and that was the yes. first time. Yes. She's great. I mean, she's been since and will remain, I'm sure, continuing to push us with website stuff. Yep. Um, with some other ideas. Yearbook is being tossed around uh, next year. So uh, calendar, some other things that we've got going on. So that's where she really thrives, and it is so integral to us reaching out to other ways that we can make disc golf things fun and mm-hmm. creative and reminiscent of childhood and to where it's an everyday thing. And she's just such a huge part of that. I, Lauren is 
amazing dude really when is. i if you're if you're part of this community or anywhere nearby and and oh finally we get to cut him off oh, oh. i was gonna say something really nice about lauren but i guess i won't now nah. why don't you say it to her face instead of I don't know. <laughs> i'm good <laughs> season three <laughs> i'm just kidding seven. just kidding lauren i love <laughs> you no man <laughs> <laughs> the Mad Scientist of Disc Golf with Mike Strauss. Uh, the cab is the location yet again for the guys <clears throat> as they welcome Mike Strauss to the podcast. A disc golfer for over 28 years, Mike has taken to the study of form and conditioning. He has provided the disc golf world with an endless source of training and coaching and shares with the guys an overwhelming amount of disc golf info and even took the guys out to Callahan Acres for a few before the podcast lessons. He gets into the motivations for his passion for the sport. He dives deep into some of the more common issues that disc golfers face with the physical and mental aspects of the game. Alex shows up to the recording with that swagger and knows it. Sean gives a sneak peek into Calhan Acres and the progress made on the new course, and both Ryan and Jason are in full cool dad mode. Discuss. Mm. Mm. So the Mike Strauss Jolene moment is maybe the greatest moment in the show's history. It was very well done. He had thought about it for a while. Yeah. It was it hit executed. The timing yeah. was correct on it. Any longer, any a few more episodes later probably wouldn't have been as funny. Yep. It was perfectly spaced out with the original joke to be I think one hundred. Why it hit so perfectly was we didn't know him beforehand. We yes. couldn't possibly Correct. have known that he right. was going that to he do was gonna that. come yeah. in and do that. Knowing shit. him yeah. now, yeah. oh okay. Yeah. I can see that. But I had no idea who this guy was. Yeah, I mean, yeah. maybe the listeners don't know that either, is that we were all very green on who Mike Strauss was other yeah. than a few conversations. Yeah, within a few um, minutes, we were like, okay, this guy is great, but had no idea yeah. that that was going to drop. Yeah. Oh, my nope. God. Yep. Yeah, his setup was so dry and informational. Like, yes. we're just listening to him talk about this thing, and then he just knocks you on it out and ass. slapped it across our face. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So uh, have yep. you guys been throwing long thumbs since then? I think about it every time I play. I, I think do. about it every time I play too, but I don't feel confident yeah. enough to do it. No, I don't long thumb as much as I backload. Oh, mm-hmm. I do that too. Oh, yeah. yeah, I backload a little bit more now. I don't, yeah. it, when I remember, it does help. I need to, I don't play enough. I remember all the hinge talk. That's what I'm like. It's mm-hmm. like hinge, hinge, hinge. Yes, and yes, like yes. being aware of that. Right, right, right. We yeah. play enough. We don't take the time to work on our game when we play. I just want to get out and play. I know. Right. Yeah. Uh, have you guys all gotten messages from the occasional listener like, hey, can you help me get in touch with Mike? I really want to take lessons. I've mm-hmm. gotten a few of those. Have you really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I've had a few people come up to me and ask about that. Not, all right, time's up. All right. We're hitting the back half. We have 14 episodes that's out what of she seven. Said. So now we're going to back nine. Hit the back nine uh, season. Why don't we have 18 three. episodes Because <laughs> season? Oh, it, why? we have a hard enough time. Yeah, we have yeah, a hard yeah, enough time. Know, 15, like, that's my why. God. It would but just yeah, be. That's, that's a great call. Season, season four, hole one. Come on. <laughs> what, like, come on. Yeah. Ryan, how do you like that? Idea? Yeah. What do you feel like uh, editing three extra episodes every time we do this? Season three, episode seven. What uh-huh. happened? You know, it's yeah. we're at up the, oh, episode eight. eight now. Yeah. 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 Was awesome with. Chris Sprague? Yeah, Sprague. Right? Yeah, okay. Awesome. Uh, Great episode title. Settling into their now regular spot, the cab is again fully loaded, and the guys bring in longtime professional OG disc golfer Chris Sprague. His experience with the game is vast, over 100 career wins and over 100K in total earnings. Course design prowess with the famous Camden 2 under his belt, a slurry of disc golf-related mini-games, 
and more than a few practical jokes up his sleeve. <laughs> he talks about his days competing against Ken Climo, oh, uh, yeah. what it was like to go on tour before Google Maps, and all the talent the touring young guns have. Sean can't believe he has to explain what mystery packs are, while Alex tries to stay away from a word he thinks he uses too often. Ryan explains why you shouldn't meet your heroes, and Jason, once again... If you can believe it, found the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> Discuss. Right. Was that you talking about going to see Conan? Yeah. Yeah. You oh, just I mentioned about that. I mentioned that yes. today. Yeah. 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 Don't meet your heroes, guys. Don't meet your heroes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Chris's tick bite is going to be forever one of my favorite yeah. jokes. Yep. You're going you're gonna to have to listen right. Right. for that one. Yep. yep. Yeah. I remember feeling, and I don't know when the moment was in the recording to go back, but the feeling that I had at one point during the episode was like, Chris Sprague thinks we're cool. I am going to take this with me throughout the rest of my life. There was a moment where I watched him. He kind of leaned back and he was... He was here with us. Yeah. Yes. He was here for it. Yes. He wanted to be here. He was loving the conversation. And mm. I feel like in his personal experience along the way in disc golf, he felt like this is the first time I have felt this. I hope that's that's and, huge compliment if yeah, that's true. I, I really do think that was the case. I loved it. He is such a rad, fun guy. Yes. Don't get to see him enough. But I, it was such a great time to be able to hang out with him for a couple hours. Yeah. yeah. I got to be honest. The first time, I think it was the first time we went to Camden. Camden 1 had been slightly rearranged. Yes. We didn't know exactly what was going on. Mm -hmm. And you called him mm -hmm. to ask him because he would know. And when you were talking to him, I got the feeling like we are wasting his time. He's like a really serious dude and not somebody that you can talk with. Oh my gosh. Right? Mm, yeah. And I don't know why I got that feeling. It was just yeah. the, the way it was. I didn't hear your conversation with him. Mm. I was just like, we're bothering him. Mm. But when he got here, it was absolutely no. the yeah. other way yeah. around. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it was like he back. was so cool and just so approachable. And yeah, you were right. He was so comfortable and wanted to be here. It was great. Yeah, and, it was awesome. Uh, yeah, I know I'm about, to my get, mind. I'm about to get cut off, but uh, hurry, hurry. Oh. <laughs> Didn't that happen to you last yeah. time? Every oh, time, too? God. <laughs> Yeah, I was just going to say that the, he had the most unique experience to talk about as like a touring pro from back in the day. Like we couldn't have gotten some of those insights or those stories mm -hmm. from anybody else. Right. And I thought he was the coolest guy. So to yeah. think that he was enjoying his time with us, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. All right. Up next, season three, episode nine, Adam Ryan for president with Adam Ryan. <laughs> Domo Nice redundant uh, title there. I love it. The cab has become the default hangout for the guys as they bring in special guest Adam Ryan of Parked for Parks. He proves to be a wealth of knowledge about bringing people together to work for a common goal. That goal being course and community improvement. He gets into his approaches to working with parks departments, getting community members, even non-disc golfers, excited about volunteering time, and where the organization is heading in the not-so-distant future. Alex is back on his old awesome ways. <laughs> that was the word you were trying to avoid in the previous mm -hmm. episode. Uh, while Sean fights his afternoon nap crash, Ryan is excited to meet his yearly movie quota in a matter of two days, and Jason is furious with the function of freeze pops. Discuss. <laughs> was this the episode where you showed up super early because you wanted to get out of the house and I was taking I, a nap? Yeah, I think so, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. 100%. You're right. Um, also- Yes, you talked about the potato salad. Yeah. Potato I talked salad. about potato salad? About Michael showing up early with potato oh, salad. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, thought, I thought you actually <laughs> yeah, brought actually potato, had salad. potato salad. Yes. <laughs> No, 
your reaction to Tampico is the oh, freeze pops. Sure. Oh right. my god! Yeah, yeah. And how he thought it was so funny, but it, he was like embarrassed about how funny he thought it was, <laughs> right, right. considering his position right. at Tampico. Right. Yeah. Oh my god, that was so funny. Was it? Did we? We didn't really like openly discuss. You guys know what I'm talking about? <clears throat> yes. They're yeah. tubes that like yeah. pinch in the yeah, middle, yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's seemingly yeah, yeah. no way They're to get. Oh, very weird. It's, yeah. You break them in half, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what we learned. Anyways, uh, yeah. willing to debate yeah. that that's yeah. not how they're supposed Adam to be. Adam is the real, real deal. I went out yeah. to one of their cleanup days at um, Summit, and there was a Park District representative. I can't remember who it was, but he was from another town who came out just to kind of see what they were doing. The way Adam communicated with this guy, I was inspired through and through. Mm. And Adam was out there, you know, busting his ass probably more than anybody else there. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, just as hard as the hardest worker out there lead from the front. Uh, he, he's yeah. such a great leader. And he I definitely I, I walks, hope people listen to walks that the walk. Dude, he is a, a real asset to the community. So yeah. when you say walks the walk, what is like physically happening on these cleanup days quickly? What's they walk, like, they walk and they walk and they no, walk. They're and spreading they walk. mulch. No, I mean, like they're spreading mulch they're cutting down invasive trees. They're okay. like opening up fairways. They're, they're cleaning up trash, but okay. Like in my head, it was just cleaning up trash, but it's obviously way more. No, it's much that, more right? physical okay. than that. Okay. So it's like, it's a real physical labor. Okay. Okay. Um, and for somebody who's got a family and a full-time job, that's a demanding thing. And, you know, he organizes these events to, to be out there doing these cleanup days as well and busting his ass. I was just like, dude, where do you get the energy? Oh, great job. Nice. He knew what he was doing. I saw doing. you trying to keep it going. He knew what he was doing. Let's move on to season three, episode 10, leveling up with Brian oh, yes. freaking Earhart. The guys invite local player turned touring player turned DGPT commentator Brian Earhart to the show. Finally, they go through the entirety of his jam-packed disc golf career from 2018 to the present. Brian gives us an in-depth look at what it was like as a touring player, scraping by to get to the next event, how his relationship with other touring players helped shape his career, his continuing relationship with Discraft, and his current gig with DGPT. He also talks about overcoming mental issues and what has helped him to look so excitedly into the future. Sean is in full Clash of the Canyons mode. Alex cannot wait to start Clash golf cart duty. Ryan reveals his obsession with Parmesan garlic fries. And Jason is over the glizzy's craze. Oh, this is when the glizzy thing kicked off and it has made your life a living hell. I would. That is a good assessment of that situation. (laughs) For me, this episode, I remember thinking maybe more so than anyone else being very worried about like, oh, is Brian going to mesh well with dick and fart stuff? <laughs> yeah. And being very like, is he going to be uncomfortable? Because I know Brian enough. He's got an image. And then totally immediately you were going back and forth with him and having so much fun. And I remember yeah. sitting across from you specifically, Jason, talking with Brian and the banter was hilarious and everybody was super comfortable and it was great. Right. He immediately fell yeah. in the pocket and got yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, he knows how to create a vibe and to like broadcast and just entertain. Like mm-hmm. listen listening back to that episode made me wish I could think more quickly before I spoke because I feel like everything he says has this impact and like a mm. point and like he doesn't waste any words and yeah. that only happens if you are you have, you need to have the mind for it, you need to be trained for it. Mm-hmm. I think broadcasting is the absolute perfect place he could have Played. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. And he's just killing it. He killing really it. is. I still, the, the what, what's the the level up? I mean, dude, that series yeah. is incredible. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's released a, a couple more of those yeah, since then. Definitely. Mm-hmm. 
I've put a couple things on the UD Instagram that he's commented on since being on the episode. Mm-hmm. And like, I get geeked out when I'm like, oh God, Brian Earhart. <laughs> it's Brian yeah. like, freaking yeah, Earhart. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. Chip Blackerman. Right? Yeah. 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 Oh, that's yeah. right. That was great to yeah. learn about that as well. Mm-hmm. That was Still want to see that so bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's that's another person that I felt like had a lot of great things to say about mental health. Uh, I love how he talks about whether, you know, damn it. No. The expression boom, boom, wearing. I didn't have another thing. I totally set him up because I knew he would take it and run yeah. away. Yeah, such a bastard. His, but his thing about uh, wearing <laughs> a costume—that is such a important mm. thought that people need to have. Nice. Season three, episode eleven, is our second sequel episode. It was yes. the Tourney Journey Part Two with Leo Borowski. Uh, the guys welcome Leo Doc Borowski back to discuss the events surrounding the once again wildly successful Clash of the Canyons tournament. The guys get into how the tournament has turned into such a well-oiled machine from the early planning stages, literally a year prior, to the ongoing work throughout the year to the massive undertakings that had to be dealt with in the week leading up to the event. Overcoming the unexpected is also discussed as weather, flora, and fauna all played a part in trying to sabotage the weekend. Alex is trying to find a way to make Lockport closer to the city, while Ryan (laughs) talks about how Lockport is now his new home. Sean admits his initial fear of the most intimidating Mr. Borowski, and Jason can't wait for the day to be over so he can hit the road. Discuss. Oh, yeah, you were going on vacation. Yeah, you were going to yeah, North Carolina. The, the next it? day. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we were leaving the next morning. Second repeat guest. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. We have- I think some of that discussion actually led me to accepting that Clash wasn't really going to be a giant thing anymore. Yeah. Like that whole talk with Leo and Sheila and Sean and myself specifically in that episode about what had gone wrong and the effort that we put in, you could kind of see the the equation forming like... It was it, the beginning of the end of attempting to make it big. I think so. Yeah. yeah. So that, sure. was a, that was a huge we were, I, we were all tired and upset and like you, you were in the middle of also moving, moving. at that point, oh my which God. was a huge undertaking the for you. The two days before and, Clash, yeah. I went to the home inspection before we were going to close on that yeah. house. I remember doing right. that and like, yeah, it was all a nightmare. And yeah. it was too much. That, that is a, uh, you know, this past year's clash was a TD burnout situation and mm-hmm. has Agreed. resulted in us shifting gears in a way that makes us all happy. And, the, and there's still all the focus and the effort, but yeah. couldn't agree more. Mm-hmm. I remember being at Clash and seeing the photos of your new house and being tremendously jealous. And that's what kickstarted our, that's when we got really serious about buying a yeah. house. And then we bought our house like a couple weeks later, maybe yeah. a month later at most. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan's staring off into the yeah. distance right now. <laughs> yeah. I just had the thousand totally. yard stare for a little while. Yeah. 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 It was, it was rough, but yeah, Clash was too much. And I think Doc brought a lot of that in to perspective in that whole I've listened to that episode over no, man. for that timer I've, <laughs> I, I've listened to that episode over again and I think that helped me justify the decisions that were made for next year mm-hmm. so you yeah, could yeah, hear totally. sad Ryan in the past and you were like oh I get it yeah, no, I get that bring yeah that guy back All yeah. right. season three episode 12 we are up to now that is fired up finally 56 days later the guys returned to the cab for another 
casting sesh and catch up with each other and find out what the hell has been happening these last few weeks show format two months two months months. yeah eight weeks show format is completely thrown out the window in an uncontrolled chaos filled episode segments are jumbled around omitted turned upside down cats and dogs living together mass hysteria also (laughs) lauren lakeberg great joke uh happened the cats and dogs, not Lauren Lightbird, uh, <laughs> happens to stop by, and they all partake in a little flavor tripping situation oh, live oh, on the mic. Yeah, yeah. Alex takes a bite of his first lemon, while Sean <laughs> explains for the four thousandth time what he thought of Simon Lazat's visit and video. <laughs> Ryan upgrades to full uh, riding mower status, and Jason puts his foot down when it comes to how to run trivia. Discuss wine moms. Yeah. Those little magic flavor pills or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. They were a gimmick. But it was legit. But it was, it was fun. very it, legit. Yeah. And I think it about it like yeah. more often than I would we still care have, to there's, admit. There's a package of them is right there on the on yeah. top of the little thingy. Dang. I want I want to do that again. I think they something one hundred percent happened. Yeah. I really love those. Things that were sour, like the lemon was very, very sweet. It was like eating lemon flavored candy. Yeah, it was like candy. Yeah. yeah. I'm really glad. And the charfruitery. Yes. Board. Yes. Yes. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes, yes. What would have what would a listener have loved about that episode? Like I'm so blank on what we talked about. It was just a lot of nonsense. We, yeah, yeah, we just I, we I feel like we tried to line up a guest and then it fell through, so it was just like Well, it was also we had not seen each other all together yeah. for a long time. Yeah. And yeah. so And that uh, was so that was post clash, yeah. but then so all of August and then we went to Sandy Point. Yeah, and two it, of us bought houses, and all of us had taken yeah, vacations. There was just yeah. a lot. Yeah. This past yeah. year yeah. was just that episode in particular is kind of the personification or whatever of how busy this summer was mm-hmm. for everybody, and that it why there was such big gaps. They were totally. all valid reasons. I mean, yeah. sometimes it just doesn't make sense for us to do what we do here. Right. Yeah. So it was a perfect storm of yeah. reasons to yeah. not Legitimate be able to reasons. get together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And we were able to accomplish so many things individually, which is fantastic. You know, we won't have a 56-day gap next year, Probably. more than likely. But that, that not was with the, Not that, with the full-time producer in charge now. Right. Yeah. Crack that whip. Deucing it. Deucing it. Yeah. Deuce. Deucing it. Deucing it. Do deucing the deuce. It well. I'm deucing yeah. it. Deucing There's it. your shirt. Do the deuce. Do the deuce. Deuce the deuce. Do it with the Mountain Dew. With the Mountain Dew. F- uh, I got something there. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about season three, episode thirteen. <laughs> I'm sorry. That just Sheila. We've that, got a that, whole yeah. series that of picture with, with just you wearing the with big the glasses, great big glasses, smiling. Yes. Do the deuce. Do the underneath deuce that. underneath it. <laughs> oh my god. I would wear this shit out of that shirt. Ah. Uh, it's uh, season three, episode 13, coming full circle with Steve <laughs> Ratchet. It's been a real scheduling whirlwind. How is it spelled? It's C O M I N G. Okay. Uh, it's been no, a real. Ratchet. How is it? Oh, R A C H E. Domo arigato. Domo arigato, Steve Ratchet. It's been a real scheduling whirlwind, but the guys were finally able to wrangle a long awaited guest. Guys? Guys. Yeah. You mean Sheila, Sheila was able. Yeah. <laughs> Tournament and league director, owner of Smooth Disc Golf, and all-around great guy Steve Ratchet enjoys the podcast and brings along his partner in crime, Megan Sumner, to get into their involvement in local disc golf and what they're doing behind the scenes. They all discuss the history of Smooth Disc Golf, how Steve's early disc golfing years shaped who he has become, and what may be in store for the future. We also get a never-before UD exclusive scoop on some breaking news. Alex, unprompted, 
fills us in on the details of his first sexy time encounter, which again, you want to talk about peaks and valleys of the show. Yeah. Uh, while Sean divulges his plans for the chicken Mahal, Ryan throws his kid to the demon and Jason tries to get us all possessed. Oh, that's right. Discuss. Now that episode feels like it just happened. It did. That it one did. did kind of just happen. Yeah. Yeah. It was mid October. Mm-hmm. Was it? Yeah. All right. What a great episode. That was uh, fun. Super fun. That pregnancy announcement, that's another top three moment in the show for yeah. me. Sure. Yeah. You know, what's funny is they posted up couples pictures and they actually announced it on Facebook. And there were so many comments that were like, oh, already heard about that on the podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> Boom. So uh, Steve is, a, is a, another great thinker. Like he communicates so well. Mm-hmm. And I was glad he brought Megan too, because she, I felt like she had a lot of good things to say. Side note, Megan and I have been chatting regularly about movies on facebook messenger and the talks of our podcast like her and i doing a movie podcast is still moving along we've talked about a format it's hard to imagine doing it now that she's like very close to having a baby i, I feel like it's just going to get derailed but that might still happen when does no, she do again april having a baby's easy it's fine oh yeah tell us all about it yeah would you rather have a baby or do a podcast second child or fourth <laughs> season all <laughs> <laughs> right Thank God I don't have to choose. Yeah. He was another one that just like immediately kind of fell into the pocket. And I was like, oh, this is a dude that we're going to have a lot of fun with. He's very knowledgeable about what he's talking about. And so it was really easy to follow along with what he was saying and really great content. He's also good with the banter. He's like, some guests are not quite sure if and when they can chime in. Mm -hmm. And he didn't Uh, have that fear. Right. He he was just like, we're all doing this together and I can chime in now. Yeah. Yeah. We go back. That was a, a long time coming, I feel like. Oh, yeah. That- C-O-M-I-N-G. <laughs> just, to, just to clarify for Jason. All right. We are going to move on to the last episode we recorded before this one. Season Ooh, 3, Sheila, episode 14. Just start doing it with Terry Miller. So I was putting together the page for the podcast and uploading it, and I didn't have a title. We didn't have a title for this episode. That's right. And at the end of the episode, Sheila just had said just start doing it. And I was like, oh, that's great. And then later on, you were like, oh, I had one. And I tried mm-hmm. to message you guys and nobody responded. So I uploaded it. But what was it? It was something that Terry had said twice. Oh, damn it, Ryan. Why are you going to put me on the spot like this? Stop the timer. It's, yeah. not, it's not going. He hasn't even read yeah, the Yeah, I haven't read it. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay, we'll read the, read the description. I'll look it up. They finally did it. The guys managed to drag in one of, if not the voice of disc golf himself, the disc golf guy, Terry Miller. Early in the day before he joined them as a special guest, at the delis, Terry joins them to chit-chat about the past, present, and future of disc golf media. He gets into his early days as a fledgling vlogger and podcaster and brings us up to speed with what he thinks is going to take to keep the stone rolling downhill. Sean tries to hide his tear bear man crush. <laughs> Sheila takes over for an ill-fallen Alex and performs a flawless Alex mail time impression. <laughs> Ryan becomes a plumber, and Jason finally gets the man off his back. Probably discuss. To continue, and by the way, I just searched for it in our discussion, I, and I it came like right up immediately. It was awesome. But uh, another possible title could have been get in where i fit in oh nice and that's Terry really said that good twice, he did it say was, it twice i remember thinking it like that's it and i don't know why yeah I didn't and say it at the i time. feel like jason would have really been into that get in yes. where i fit yeah. in because oh, yeah, that's yeah. definitely what she said mm-hmm. so, yeah. but yeah we i think we discussed it earlier terry was the coolest and it was probably because alex wasn't here 
to intimidate right. him. No. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah. Really great. His assistant, whoever yeah, it was, I, Juliana. I, I, she was, say that she works for him. Yeah, she was great too. Uh, at the delis, they were fantastic. They were mm-hmm. super comfortable mm-hmm. and just hanging out and having a good time. And Terry went up on stage and you know did the raffle and uh, all of that as well. So that was great to have him there. But mm-hmm. that whole episode was a really great look into how his path is kind of like all of our paths. We're just figuring it out as we go. And mm-hmm. some of the stuff is successful and we keep doing it. And if it's not, we drop it. And that's well, how it goes. Well, I think it's totally appropriate. And I'm going to let Sheila talk here that we just figured it out as we went with that episode because just what the day before or two days before. It was the day before. It was the day before. Yeah. Yeah. And Sheila just decided to hop in and go, okay, we need a driver. I'll be the driver. And we just... Yeah, I think it. I was possessed. I don't know why I yeah. volunteered to do that. <laughs> yeah, I was super surprised. And when you did, the the fear for me personally and stress about not having Alex be on the episode went away because you were so confident in what you were wanting to do with it that I thought, hey, as long as you can be that confident, then, you know. Um, but screw that alarm. I it, You did a fantastic job yeah and absolutely it was so cool that you hopped in in a moment that was like uh what do we do yeah and i think it was it easy out. because he does this for a living and he, yeah. like he's easy to talk to yeah i yeah. don't think i would have volunteered if it was any other guest because i yeah. knew talking with terry was going to be this is his job talking with yeah. terry talking with terry talking would have been terry. another yeah. great episode title. <laughs> I just, I just Get feel like where you fit that's another npr title yeah. talking it is now the, time for talking with terry for talking with terry <laughs> Thoughts <laughs> for your thoughts. That is it. That was all 14 episodes that we did this season. That we did a great job, guys. That is officially. That yeah. Job. You know what? I, I got to say, I'll say it once again. I really think we hit our stride mid season, and I had an absolute blast learning more about disc golf uh, towards the end of that season. It was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. I, I learned a lot more about disc golf this season, talking to, or just listening to that episode with Terry, which. You know, obviously I wasn't here, but I enjoyed listening to that episode so much. Again, Sheila was great, but hearing Terry's insight into the broadcasting side of things, hearing Brian's insight into the the broadcasting side of things, Mike Strauss's Mike Strauss yeah, like, lessons, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Adam Ryan, yeah, dude, so many. It wasn't a base of disc golf that we didn't cover from all angles. I mean, you know, all the way around. Yeah, every aspect of it, it was such a great year. I, I, the more that we do this, the more I really just enjoy. Like I was saying earlier about like Chris Bragg and and seeing the people that we hang out with mm-hmm. want to be at this table and just goof around with us. Mm-hmm. And in that few hour time, we're going to tell some stories, and some of them are going to be serious, and hopefully yeah. most of them are jokes, and we're laughing. But that's been my favorite part. It's yeah. just getting people to to not that they have walls before they come here, but just when they sit that we're just hanging out with the boys and we're just BSing about this thing that we all enjoy. And yeah. uh, it's really become a treat. When yeah. I sit down and I am immersed in it and I am having a good time and then not thinking about whether the listeners are going to like the content, mm-hmm. that's great. And yeah. Most of the season was just that way. I was so engrossed with what was happening with the guest and and the discussion that I never really thought about, oh man, I wonder if we should cut some of this out. Turning off the science side of it for you. Yeah, that never came up. So, Yeah. yeah. One of the things I talked about with my therapist uh, semi-recently was trying to figure out my sort of reason for getting out of bed every day. I think everybody needs that. Like if you don't, if you don't have that, you kind of need to think about why, like why get up and go to work again? Everybody needs that. But one of the things that I thought 
was you know super important to me and something I wanted to focus on more of is shining a light on people who are doing good things and and like trying to bring thoughts, ideas, content to people that could make their life better in some way, whether it's just a smile or it's a new way to think about something. Sure. And I think this show has really given me a lot of opportunity to do that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And this season I think was a really great season for that. We covered a lot of important stuff mm-hmm. and and also had a shit ton of fun. So yeah. I'm very grateful that we get to do this and, and that we had such a good season. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Can that we, is a wrap on the glizzies yeah. and mash. Oh, we yeah. did it again. I thought for sure he would have forgot. Ah! You got to let it grow on you. That means it's time for the mailbag, but should I let Sheila do my oh, thing again? Yes. Mail it dog. was so fun. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Will you do it? That's a yes. You do thought about it. You thought about it too long. You That's a yes. Come on. Get over Come there. On. Yeah. And a one and a two and a, Mail time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You got this. Mail time. Mail time. Mail time. Mail time. There we go. All right. Nice. All, right. All right. All right. Let's get into this. All right. We are going to start things off with a question from Nick Kaminsky. He wants to know, what are next year's plans with Delwood? How is Sean's private course coming along? Well, I guess it would be Sean and Sheila's. It's Caroline Acres. And can Clash have walkout songs? I guess that's three questions, but let's hit them. Great, good, and no. All right, next question. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> next. Plans for Delwood. Um, I'm always thinking of new ways. I've been... Thinking of how I can add a B pin on eight lately. Mm, okay. Maybe planting some more trees out there. I saw some really cool greens and recently I've been inspired by that are like kind of covey. So I'm like, how do I create a cove on hole eight mm. that plays as a separate pin without being in the way of playing to the longer pin? Um, so there's definitely some things. Callahan Acres course is coming along swell. I've been able to work. Still feel like I'm on a timer. There's no timer. <laughs> there's no timer. Um, hurry up. Hurry. 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 Yeah. yeah hurry it up. I've been working out there recently. I hopefully tomorrow, I don't know, possibly, we'll be out there working again. Uh, Walk out songs. What do you think? Nah. Rye says nah. If you can get a volunteer to coordinate it. Yeah, that would be like a That would be a Mike Apostolou thing, and he'd be all about it. Okay. That is a separate full-time job to get everybody's stuff. It would be really great. I really love the idea, and we've thought about it every year, actually. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, from the beginnings when Ali Bag was coming out and doing the, you know, announcing the names and everything we sure. thought about walk-up songs. It just takes so much planning and ahead of time effort. And with For like, like legitimately seven seconds. Right. Yeah. So there's very yeah. little payoff, but I know it's very special for each of the people that, you know, yeah. when they tee off. So I get that, but it is. We'll think about it. That'd be some work. Yeah. I think I announced for Clash 3, I think. Either two or three, I can't remember. And there was a handful of people that we did it for. I think I for the MPO division, songs. right? Our lead card. Yeah, lead yeah. card. Yeah, but we would do yeah. like one song, not each player's individual song that oh, they have chosen. All right, fair enough. Right, so that is yeah. you know, 260 songs. Oh, yeah. Seven yeah that's kind of a logistical night. Oh, you could songs. do like a $5 add-on to registration and put it towards like course funds or something <laughs> like that. Like if you want a walk-up song, sure. $25, just to make sure we only got like right, right? three of them. <laughs> Just to get yeah, up here. Right. Yeah. Uh, next question. This one's directed at Sean as well. And I'm 
I'm asking it because I don't know what's going on here. Casey Glade wants to know, how did Sean get blessed with such great eyesight? What is I that I thought about? the same thing. If you go back and look at the photo, I'm the only one not wearing glasses. Got it. Oh. oh it's a reference to... That's what I thought yeah. right away. Oh, okay. Fair enough. You would know better Well done, Casey. Joseph Leo Doc Borowski wants to know... I'm sorry, she- who? I don't know. I don't yeah, know about okay. the guy. Will Sheila become an active participant in every episode going forward? She killed it on the last one. I thought that was something very sweet to say. Uh, what does he know done? about it? Yeah. You're going to hop on the mic more often? Is that the plan or no? I think we need a deucer mic. Yeah. You maybe don't have to like. You know, on radio shows, nah. like morning radio shows, they just have the guy that cackles laughter in the background. Yeah. yeah. I, that's what I want her to do. Yeah. yeah. I think it'd be great to have you on more episodes yeah. and, and maybe do like less guests. Or less focus on guests sure. next year and more focus on our episodic content. Hmm. Nice. Or, or uh, yeah, all that sounds great, but also we could do a Sheila-focused segment where you hop mm-hmm. on for- or we force it. You hop on for, I don't know, some update about like what's happening at the mm-hmm. shop or some, I don't know, something. Dropping the deuce. Yeah. There the it deuce. is. <laughs> Dropping the deuce. Where you talk shit about somebody. <laughs> oh! Like, oh! Where- Yes. Like totally unex, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally unexpected. Uh, Imagine the drop for that, like a sploosh. <laughs> 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 Well, it's happening. So. Yeah, no, it's that's a thing. <laughs> Jeff Kors has a question. You guys should probably hit this pretty quick. What is your least favorite disc brand and why? Oh man, yeah. He, yeah, what he, did he say? He, he included his, some like great examples. suggestions of like reasons why you might not. Like I've, you got to read those. Uh, you let's gotta, see. Gotta uh, examples are inconsistency. Don't like the heads. Are they jackoffs and racist? <laughs> Their fans freak you out. Looking at you, Berg Gang. <laughs> Stamps suck. They sign Nico mid probation. <laughs> they don't make bucket hats. They haven't made the dang aerobi for a decade. You hate recycling. Uh, uh, those, are, those are pretty good. Oh, yeah. they are really great. What immediately came to my mind when I saw his comment was my disdain for all the Lone Star hype right now. I, and I'm not totally throwing them under the bus, but this is was my answer to it was that it's just a lot of hype. It's just another brand making discs. I don't think that they are reinventing the wheel. I think we are too far into what we're doing with the sport for a brand like Lone Star to come along and go, we got another destroyer. Guess what we thought about that no one else thought about. Hey, if... Unless you're going to come at it from the way that like MVP did, where they're like from... Yeah. You know, aerospace engineers, yeah. we are doing it from a completely different method and yeah. platform. Right. Like, you can't just make discs yeah. and say, Maybe it's made discs. in Texas. Like, no, man. Innova's made in California, man. Like, yeah. Discraft's made in Michigan. You're not the only American made company. Right, like, right, right, right. Yeah. It just seems a little off to me. And then, of course, Nico signs with them. And then, of course, they go the route of trying to sponsor every Tom, Dick, and Harry no, out there. And Facebook is filled with. I'm on Team Lone Star. Like, ah, we're t- can we can that not be the focus? There's only one man who would dare give me the raspberry. Lone Star. And if they're gajillionaires, which sure. is what everybody seems to be saying, then you the smart play, and hopefully someone at Lone Star is listening or hears this eventually. Don't make discs. Make disc golf playable. If you have money, do what they did with Eagles Crossing. Make a complex. 
Make a space where people can play the sport. That's where you should have put your money. And also sell your discs at the pro shop on site. Yeah. Not into another disc manufacturer. My God. But if they can do the the Michael Scott paper company thing and just take enough of the market share, one of these other companies will buy them eventually. I just don't think they will. And I don't think that they have molds that are innovative enough for any other company that already has a full lineup. Why would they do that? Mm -hmm. Just so we don't need a Jackrabbit. I already got a Pure. I already have a. Like it's to get all, rid of the competition. It's to like get that share of the market more. That's like I'm I'm currently as somebody who buys and sells discs for a living, I'm at the moment unimpressed. I won't be buying their product to to just have it. Maybe that will change. Maybe it'll change. I don't know. That's just that that's what I immediately thought of when I saw that question. Wow. I I didn't have any that it was like top of mind, but then once I thought about it, I have one that's Almost, I feel bad almost talking shit about them, but um, Tornado Throw. It's a company I'm pretty sure is from China, and which I don't got any problem with China, but the way they've approached their marketing and their company culture is pretending like they're disc golfers and pretending like they care about the scene and they like mm. get into all these like different Facebook groups and, and want to post things and, and like reach out to uh, event organizers and they're like pretending like they care, but it's such a blatant money grab that it's yeah. like, it feels real gross. Yeah. Uh, so I pretty much stopped. Like I was getting a lot of messages from just random, heard ra- of them. random Chinese people on LinkedIn saying like, we're a new disc manufacturer. We love golf. And you're like, uh, stop. One of those. Stop yeah, pretending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, they're not even really in the conversation, but that's the one that I would have mm-hmm. to say. There's nothing positive right. that I've seen so far. Like Lone Star Discs. Okay, next question. My answer to that is very selfish, I guess. And I don't mind talking shit about them because they're gigantic and it doesn't matter. But I just don't like Discraft at all. I don't know why. I never have. I don't like the feel of any of the plastic that they have. It all feels like melted down He-Man toys to me. (laughs) It feels like the way 80s plastic out of McDonald's Happy Meals feels to me. And maybe that's changing, but that's the way it felt like a couple of years ago when they first started getting crazy. Mm -hmm. And I just can't pick up a disc and throw it and enjoy the way it feels in my hand or how it flies. And I just... I, I just won't throw them. And so I not don't a have one. a real. No. Not a discraft disc. No, I don't think so. I mean, I threw a buzz when I first started, but that's because I didn't know any better. And now when I try to throw a buzz, I'm like, oh, I don't like this. You know, it's just, I don't know what it is. I don't have an existential reason like you two do. I just don't mm. like them. Yeah. And that's it. Fair I just enough. don't like them. I just straight up don't <laughs> like them. I just don't like them. Yeah. So you guys talking about these smaller companies has made me think about the opposite. Do you think the sport will ever grow to a point where it'll be like Nike's making discs, Reebok is making, like Adidas are making discs? And not just as a niche, like there's an entire section of the shop that is all of Nike's new and full sponsorship and all that stuff. You ever think it's headed? I don't think so. No, it's just always going to. What was the stat that I read about like the Air Jordans, how when they first started, they gave, they wanted to give Jordan a contract if they could make $5 million a -hmm. year on Air Jordans. And now they make that every like 10 minutes. Yeah. They're never going to make any kind of money on disc yeah. golf. And that, they won't thing. even give it a look. You, it's not that the sport won't get there. It's just they won't. They're too big to bother. It's not even It's yeah. not even like a thousandth of a percentile of their revenue. Sure. Like they'd sure, never sure. get to that point where it would even be on their radar. I, I almost want to disagree based on the fact that like Adidas makes trail running shoes. How how big of a sport could trail running possibly be? But they already make shoes. Yeah. Yeah, but why don't why wouldn't they make 
disc golf shoes. That that would be something that I could see. But you're talking about like and it's making almost discs. Like, well, just it's, like it's, there's sponsorship as well. Like oh, sponsorships. I could see. There's been yeah. like an attempt. How many disc golfers do we know that are wearing the whatever the hell those Adidas shoes are called? Terex. Whatever, like the Terex, Terex. TTR, yeah. Swifts, or whatever. It's, yeah. it's not like they don't know. Adidas knows how many disc golfers are wearing these shoes. They've got they're paying people tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars a year just to do that mm-hmm. work to know that these demographics are buying their shoes. They know, mm-hmm. and they're still not interested. They just don't care. Right. It's we are just a drop of water in the ocean. I I I think they could care less. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. I hope Bigger that changes. But yeah. Maybe sponsorships. Maybe shoes. Never any other equipment. <clears throat> I I will not be surprised if we see an Adidas disc bag in the next ten years. Mm. You think ten years? That's yeah. the the window you'd put it in. Yeah. yeah mm. They make bags for every other kind of sport. Why wouldn't they? Mm. All right. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Interesting. I'm gonna hold you to it when we're recording season fourteen. Sure. Uh, next question is from Jeff Chappelle. I think it's a two-parter here. Will the momentum of big hats carry into the next disc golf season to become the new bucket hat, or is it a little too early? And second, to Alex, mostly because of that one silly thread in which no bird brain admin could attend leagues, where and when could the ideal first annual symposium of Chicagoland disc golf clubs slash club admins slash assistant club admins take place? And what would you hope to accomplish with it? Uh, big hats. I'm going to buy one. I don't know that they're ever going to catch on, but I, I love to have every different kind this of hat. This is the so. first I'm hearing of this. You what haven't seen this. Hat? What is this big hat thing? What are we- <laughs> There's a... Uh- I forget who, but there was an NFL player who tweeted that they have a friend who has a company that makes giant hats. And I, when I'm, I'm saying like the hat you're wearing, but it's like this big, comically huge. And then Big okay. Germ was seen wearing one not that long ago. Was no. that? That was a photo. Yeah, that was photoshopped. Was it? That was a photoshop. One hundred percent photoshopped. Yeah. Because it was his hat. It had his logo yeah. on it. It had the it Big Germ logo on it. It was giant. And you can see that it was photoshopped. Okay, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, but I know. I know that the big hats are a real thing. There's a, that, there's I, a company I making them right now. That this was the thing was the big hat and the germ thing, and I was like, people are really doing that. Yeah, people are really wearing these giant hats, and maybe this was some disc golfer like just making the joke about it coming to disc golf. I don't know, but hmm. definitely there's a company making gigantic hats. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, I'm looking at them now. It is funny. Can you show me? I totally thought the big germ hat was real. I was like, oh, cool. It's, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I reached disco. Flip it around. Oh, dear God. <laughs> I'm so tired of being a human being. Oh, I'm not into it at all. I'm no. so tired of being a human being. Yeah. yeah. No, it's Can not going to catch on. Stop it. Yeah. It's yeah. not going to catch on. But That's the kind of shit that does make me want to like get aboard a space shuttle and see how Mars, Mars feels. Mars. Yeah. Is it maybe better on Mars? I yeah. Think? Yeah, definitely. Let's go to Mars. Um, stop it. The name of the company is where it's at, though. Noggin Boss. <laughs> <laughs> Noggin Boss. Noggin Boss. <laughs> I'm gonna buy one. Ice cream brand. I need. One. I I have a decent hat collection. I'm gonna get one of these hats for sure. Will I wear it around? Uh, Probably not. Uh, Noggin right. Boss. Fair enough. All right, Second part of that question. F, yeah. What's he talking um, about? I think uh, Delwood to me would be the most obvious place for a. If you're talking about an actual symposium, a because it's the disc golf destination in Illinois and B there are, there's a, 
little what's the word called like um where they where you can have like an outdoor concert what's that little space called amphitheater there's a little amphitheater so if you wanted to have somebody speaking on stage and people in the audience that would be a good venue for it. When I don't know, doesn't really oh, matter. Oh, okay. I but what really could come understand from the it? question now? He's saying like kind of the heads of all the organizations yeah. getting together and saying like, right. this is yeah. what we want to do. What could come from it? I think it's a lot of cool off. things. Yeah. Completely jerking each an other off. An administrative symposium of jerking each other off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I think a lot of really cool things could come from it. Um, I think there was a lot of uh, there was like a few disc golf clubs. Well, yeah, you, that- normally. Yeah, when when you <laughs> jerk each other off, right? A lot of cool. Hopefully, come, something yeah. comes of it. Um, hey, I think a lot of the clubs we have now are the result of bigger clubs that fractured and kept splintering in different directions. I like the idea of of more communication and collaboration across all those different clubs, like planning around each other's events, uh, doing things together, uh, sharing ideas about how we run our leagues and maybe you guys can benefit from this and um, things that are working well and and not like a a little Ted talk for disc golfers Mm -hmm. um, in Illinois. I love that idea. Uh, I was talking to Adam Ryan earlier this year about the idea of like an Illinois coalition of the Illinois disc golf coalition is what we were going to call it. And it was basically this, like you get some leaders from all the major disc golf organizations to talk about the things that the PDGA should be doing and like, how can we do getting disc golf into like programming at all the park districts and like sure. actually just filling the gaps of the PDGA is like not the United filling. nations of mm-hmm. disc golf, mm-hmm. yeah. but, but just for Illinois as a starting point. Yeah. So I think you know, things like that could come from that kind of idea. So I, there's I love, two I love that types question. of people though. There's the kinds that hear that and think that's the greatest idea. And there's the kind of people that hear it and want to puke in their mouth. Sure. So you have to really be selective on who you decide to, involved in that kind of stuff yeah of course um it doesn't necessarily need to be an open invitation to everybody because you can invite a lot of time wasters there's a lot of decent minds out there i think when they come together cool things can happen nice last thing we're going to pull out of the mailbag is less of a question and more of a comment it's from len mason i know Uh, him i'll be honest i'll try to get through this without choking up because when i read it the first time it put a little lump in my throat in the spirit of wrapping up the year I just want to say how great the podcast is and that y'all made my family's first year of disc golf incredibly amazing. Being in the midst of the C-word epidemic, I was looking for something to do outdoors with the fam. I love hiking Starved Rock, but it was getting a bit redundant, so I asked around at work for similarly outdoorsy ideas. A colleague of mine asked if I had ever played disc golf. I'd remembered as a kid in the 80s playing somewhere in the Chicagoland area, but that was so long ago I didn't remember where. Anyway, he said there's some great courses around and suggested Deltwood. From the very first day, I coerced Natasha and Eddie, uh, I don't know if that's his wife and kids or his dogs, uh, to go with me. <laughs> his I, wife I hope and it's his, his son. wife and his son. But the, uh, Natasha and Eddie are great names for dogs. Don't, yeah, don't <laughs> totally. To go with me, everyone at Delwood had been nothing but kind, patient, and helpful in our journey towards an addiction to disc golf. A very special shout out to Sean, Sheila, and Mark. Great salesman. He deserves a raise. For everything you do. He makes even- plenty of money. Plenty of money. <laughs> plenty of money. Uh, even though we live 25 miles away, we consider Delwood our home course and because of y'all. Thank you. And I just thought that was a wonderful mm. thing for him to put in there. Oh. So, thank so you, to break up the Len. lump in your throat, I'm imagining Len Mason walking around Starve Rock days on end going around the same, the same trails. He was looking for something new. Mm-hmm. It was in my mind. It was Len walking around Starve Rock. Starve Rock over and over again. Just over, doing, and doing over, and over and over and over and over Michael Scott has with something yeah. to do yeah. and going cutting his pants so apart boring, but and I then just keep doing it. <laughs> taking them. Fantastic family. They yeah. do everything. They 
anytime one of it's funny Whatever. ugly sweater is coming up in a couple days and len was signed up and eddie was signed up and paula borowski was in fa3 by herself so the other day i was going through and messaging all of the people that i know that play fa3 going you know just kind of playing on their emotions a little bit and going <laughs> paula's all alone guys like are you not free or whatever so i messaged mesh did, what did you do? Message. Natasha. I messaged Natasha. Na- Natalia. And uh, asked her if she would play. And she said, well, I had something going on, but you're kind of making me want to skip it. I think I'm going to skip it. And then she signed up later that night. Oh, nice. So now the entire Mason family will be playing Ugly Sweater, yeah. which is great. And Paula won't be playing alone. They're, they're right. great. They come to the shop together all the time. They come to everything. The flexes. Can I just it. say the best Halloween costume I had seen all oh, year, yeah. yeah, 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 was Eddie's Eddie Mason. Oh my god, it was so good. It, the what flex was that? Uh, Did we just do a Halloween flex? Oh, the uh, Eve, Eve, Eve flex, yeah, all hollows, Eve, yeah. Eve, Eve flex. Oh my gosh, he did a James Conrad costume, which doesn't sound like you could, but, but if he, you're Eddie Mason, you can. <laughs> he did it perfectly, but he had the hair and he kept like throwing it to the side over the front of his shoulder, <laughs> yeah, it and was like it was spot on, it was so spot on and the like his mannerisms the whole time were so good like i didn't see a better costume all year so shout out that was, was great. great and that is a wrap on that mailbag sesh last one for I, usually it's a longer gap between the the start of the season but yeah if we continue the pattern of starting in february we're only two yeah. months three months away from there was a bigger gap mid-season than there will be season two season. yeah yeah right. right yeah right but yeah that's a great way to end things off thanks for that comment and thank you to, to everybody that submitted you know anything in the mailbag. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't always pick everything that's in there, but a lot of that comes from time constraints. And uh, but you know we always appreciate you guys submitting something. Really, There'll be future episodes. Yeah, we of course. And we we will come back question. to yeah. You know, there's yeah. there's things that are you know lingering in the mailbag that we'll get to eventually. Yeah, Christ, Lauren asked Whoa. a question once, and mm-hmm. it took us six months to get to it. Yeah, this yeah. was this the. No Jackie T Horns question today. Whoa! No, yeah, there was not yeah. one in there. Man, wow. I'm really disappointed. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's two episodes in a row. There wasn't one in. Maybe uh, somebody yeah. should check on him. Yeah, I'll wellness I'll check. check on my boy. Okay, All yeah. right. I'll yeah. check on my boy. <laughs> sure, my boy. I'm sure, it's okay. My boy. On that note, I think it's time to wrap this one up, guys. And uh, again, it's been a great season. Thanks for listening. Thanks for commenting. Thanks for all your participation. And uh, again, we do this for the love of the game and for the love of the community. So, you know, your participation for makes the us the love of God. Just <laughs> stop right. talking, Alex, and let us get out of here. <laughs> on that note, <laughs> goodbye. Keep it on the fairway, guys. See ya. See you in February. Unstable Discourse is produced by Sheila Callahan. Edited by Ryan Fancher. Beats provided by Alex Seminary. And produced in association with Unstable Disc Golf Gear. Look good, feel good, play good.
somebody stopped producing and started producing, and I'll be damned. Look at that. 